French fried potatoes. One oh potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, 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 potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, CJ. Thank you, TJ. Welcome to episode, Dan, I have news for you, 300. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad we finally hit it. <laughs> I. This is a joke because uh, the last episode we recorded, we called episode 300, um, and it disappeared. No shit. Yeah, straight up disappeared. That has never happened before. I know I've oh. lost episodes before, but usually it's like corrupted, something yeah, like that. Some... This was just fucking gone. I went on, because what will happen is if, uh, even if you close down Audacity, because I hadn't, remember we had a lot of furnace last time and I wanted to get the furnace out of there, which yeah. is, is more post-production. Apparently uh, the furnace was everything. It was, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I didn't, um, uh, I didn't do it right away. So when I came back the next day to do it, usually even if Audacity closes out, when you bring it back, the it'll recover. It'll say, do you want to recover your last project? I'm like, yes. That option did not even come up. I still was not worried because I've seen things online where it's easy to find your, your if you lose your stuff, whatnot. So I went online. It said, no problem. Don't worry about it. Uh, just go to this folder, this folder, and, you know, and it'll be there. I went there. There wasn't anything there since June. So, like, wow. even stuff that we had recorded and put up is also gone. But, I mean, which doesn't matter. But wow. that's how mm -hmm. odd it was. Long story short, welcome to episode 300. The joke that we made last last time we recorded that you did not hear is that I've just completely lost track of what where we're supposed to be so we're just starting at 300 uh, again again <laughs> um, last week was good too because we had uh, or two weeks ago I guess it was that now. episode now appears in the multiverse that's right um, there was some good stuff in that one I don't remember what any of it was but there was some good stuff in it uh, we had been planning uh, or talking about how our year had gone so far what we were planning to kind of close it out I think both of us uh, closed out our movie year um, the way we wanted to yeah I, I totally hit be like best of at lists yeah and just started checking shit off um, I, I, yeah, think I watched like for, I, th I think yeah, I, I think I end the year watching like twelve or thirteen, maybe even four, thirteen, like new films, yep. like all from twenty 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 one. Because and that's the other thing that kind of sucks about the. It's it's the thing that sucked the most about the quarantine year, <laughs> um, is that some films that were made in twenty twenty that Re didn't yeah. get released until twenty twenty one still show up on Letterboxd as twenty twenty. Sure. So you have to like if you're, like next week when I have rankings. Ah, yes. For everything. You'll ha I'll have to look through what I watched in 2021 that was quote-unquote released in 2020, even though it wasn't. See, I don't have that hang-up, personally. See, and all, that's the great thing about all of this, is mm -hmm. it all... The, it, the only one that cares is you. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? And uh, so... And, and I'll get to that more when I explain to you the end of my Korean watches. Because oh. uh, my goal was to get to 50. I ended up at 52, and it was for a very specific mm -hmm. reason. Uh, and again, a reason that only I care about. Oh yeah, no one I, else gives a shit. I did a similar <laughs> cheat with that. This was not. A, this was to keep me from feeling like I cheated. Exactly. Same. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you can see it if you look at my stats how it breaks it down. How many movies you watched per day? Yeah. I watched ninety nine movies on Friday, over the course uh, of the year, and I watched fifty percent of Mitchell's versus the Machine 
Friday night yeah. before I was like, I can't, I gotta go to bed. Yeah. And part of me probably could have powered through and fallen asleep halfway through it. But I didn't want to have that 100th film on a Friday be a cheat. Ah, yeah. So you so, left it hanging? So I left it hanging. So my I only watched 99 films on Friday. That's actually noble. Thank you. I It's it's what's probably going to get me past St. Peter. You know, Probably. <laughs> probably. They're like, did you watch... He's a, you, big, he's a big-time letterbox guy. Did so. you log Mitchell's versus the Machines on a Saturday? <laughs> yes, I did. But yeah. that's taking a bullet. Yeah. Uh... And again, it's only the oh, I'm probably the only person that would fucking care about that. I well, but it, I is, it's, it I is, could not do it. It's fascinating the things that that different people pay attention to, um, because I I don't even other than the I can I can kind of picture my my chart a little bit. I don't even I don't know what days I watch stuff on. Like as far as what what's a big day or not, I know it's bigger toward the weekend. But that's just the only reason that's true is because I'm more likely to watch two on those days because mm-hmm. I'm more likely to watch one with Robin. Yeah. Um, I have also started doing the tag wife watch. I noticed year. that. I noticed that. Cause <laughs> I, I was telling Adrian about that. She's like, that's a great idea. You should do that. Yeah. Cause she also sometimes is like, did we watch that or just yeah. see a trailer for it? And I'll be like, well, I watched it. She's like, are you sure I didn't? So now I'm for this year. We're going to be able to go. Nope. This is what we watch. You have to, uh, one thing that I've learned is you, you have to, it's a collaborative effort and I, I leave it to her. She, her kind of rule is if she feels like she, cause a lot of times she'll come in, mm-hmm. it'll be a drive by and she'll just sit down and stay. Um, usually typically it's, we both feel like she's watched it if she's in there in the first half hour yeah. and has to see the end. So yeah. that, that's kind of the, that's the, what the it was rule. With Mitchell's versus the machine. Cause she did not watch like the first like 30 minutes or yeah. so of it with me the first half 45. But she, like, fully sat down and watched it with me last night. Yeah. Like, got fully... Because at first she was just like, oh, this is kind of weird. And then she's like, but it's awesome. Weird. It's really good. And I'm like, yes, yes it is. Uh, so she got the credit for watching that by finishing it. Yeah, and that's... that's With Robin, I'll ask her. I'll say, do you feel... Because sometimes the other thing that she'll do... <laughs> so it's, there's a self-assessment at the end. <laughs> oh, definitely. I won't put it on there without her consent. <laughs> do, no, she that's will... That's good of you. She will... Uh, uh, sometimes she'll just be sitting there uh, on her phone the whole time and not and not watching it because she's not interested which is totally fine and then she then we won't count it um she i think we ended up somewhere in the 60s i think for wife watch 2021 my my newest uh my new thing is to now i have to um i've had to make a not that it's a big thing but it's clogging up my tags is now everything 22 wife watch 22 Smart. Tilly watched 22, Colin watched 22. Oh, nice. So, uh, th- that's that's a burden I have to bear this year, is the, the, it's, the, it's additional, rough, the additional tags. Yeah. I wish there were more you could do with your... Because there's some things you can do with tags and some things you can do with lists, but can't do all, of, all with both. Mm-hmm. I wish you could sort... Is it tags or... Or lists that you can't sort by when you watch them. One of one or the other, you can't sort by when you I watch think tags, and that's frustrating. Yeah, that's why. I've... That's what it is. It's the wife watch one because when you go on wife watch, you like. I'd like to be able to go on to wife watch tag, and see. Yeah, we watched that movie on June third. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah. Um, so you just might have to. Yeah, you have to start the wife watch list. Fuck. There was something else too that. 
that bugged me. About. Oh, the other, the, the biggest thing that I want, the biggest change that I would want, uh, or addition that I would want is, and I've said it before, is when you go to a movie page on your letterbox, it will say you've logged this film. But it, if you tap that, it only takes you to the last time you watched it. Mm-hmm. So if it's a rewatch, I'd love to, because there is a way to do this, by the way, but uh, I want to be able to hit it and hit the thing and it says, yeah, you watched this on this date mm-hmm. and this date and this date. Yeah. You've watched this every October for the last three years or whatever. That, yeah. I think that would be great. You can do that, but it's kind of a pain the way you have to do it. The way you have to do it is you can, because you can sort your diary that way, yeah. which is that's how I sort it by movie That's and then how you I scroll. Usually, you can you can do a lot of sorting on your diary. Yeah. That well, is one of the good functions of this. But again, I don't you, want to sort my entire movie history sometimes. Yeah, the longer the longer this goes on, the more tedious that's going to become. Yeah. Um because just the it's easy for things that you because it'll be top heavy. Yeah. If you're like, "Oh, what have I seen the most?" you know, mm-hmm. like the vast majority of these things you're going to have watched once. Yeah. Um Good or bad. Yeah, right now I think my top watched film since I've started doing Letterbox is like fucking Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Which makes sense because I've been doing this for three years, which is in, you know, encompassed three fucking Christmas. Right. Almost everything that I've watched three times was a fucking Christmas film. Right. Um, my, see, but, yeah, as, I've as logged. The, if I want to see what I've, what, what have I watched twice? How many times have I seen this? Right. I'm going to have to scroll through fucking a thousand films to see what I've seen twice. Uh, I logged. Um, I've logged Hamilton like nine times. So, nice. well, I mean, and then after that, it's I think Endgame and Infinity War like four each or something like that. But anyway, um, we just watched the the two trailers that have come out in the last couple of weeks that were I think we're fair to say most interested in. Uh, one of them is the Doctor Strange trailer, mm-hmm. which is the post post credit. Yes. Uh, for No Way Home, which you saw yes Saturday. Saturday. Yep. It was my. It was one of my final movies of the year. Um. Holy shit! Today's only the second. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you watched. So we watched that, and then we watched the the Northman trailer. Uh, then both come out early ish in the year. I think. I mean, Northman will be a tough. I mean, the Doctor Strange one will be fucking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. The Northman one will be, I think, a little bit harder to actually get to watch. Right. Because, oh, I say, I mean, it's not like Robert Eggers' films do high releases, because, I mean, he's only done, this is his third film, and The Witch and The Lighthouse did not get wide releases, although The Witch did play in Bangor, that I'm thinking about it. I saw that in Bangor. Yeah. The Lighthouse did not. Um, And this has a bigger cast than he's ever had. This is probably... He's got, he got Bjork, man. This is probably like double the budget of the other two combined. Oh, I, and then I, some, I would be willing to bet just Nicole Kidman was the budget uh, of The Witch. <laughs> I did laugh, though. That, like, it's, this is, if you haven't seen the Northman trailer, it's basically... Um, uh, Assassin's Creed. It is Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but I don't know that that's going to land with a lot of people. That are, oh, yeah, the... the, the yes, oh, that <laughs> video game. The plot from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, it is that it's 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 very much uh, still staying in in line with the uh, the Ragnaroks of the world and the the God of War from a couple of, everything's going Norse. Yeah. Well, if I, uh, if I remember correctly, and I could totally be off on this, but the co-writer of this film is like a famous writer from 
that Norway neighborhood. Norway or yeah. one, one of those countries. And this is based on like something mythical slash historical. You know, it does seem of, like the sort of thing that there was. There's probably many different versions of this same tale, and that's probably yeah. why it's kind of the. And it's a, it's a, it's it's. Yeah, it's like our version of the witch trials. Yeah, it's something that happened, but there's so many different ways you can take it story wise. <clears throat> so it's not like uh, I'm not saying we're not saying that it's like a ripoff of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, it's just that this this seems like it's a it's a common. Uh, yeah. Starting point for a story in I mean, in that not just that mythology, but I mean, sure, any mythology. Sure. It's the you know the the son of the king who was murdered, who was banished, right, and then has to come back and. I mean, it's the re- Lion King. <laughs> there you go. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's fun, like you. I mean, obviously that you the the actors that are in it. Uh, you see. Uh, there was a 100% chance that uh, Anya Taylor-Joy was going to be in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably if you put... if I think if you put uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, Alexander Skarsgård, and Bjork in the same room together, that script just appears on the table. <laughs> and they're like, guys, there's the movie. Yeah, it's like, uh, William Dafoe has to come in and cast some sort of spell. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's the guy that plays the uncle that was also the dad in the... Oh, is, it the is it the same guy? That's play the dad in in the witch, or is that no? Not that's him? totally different. That's Ralph Innes in the witch. It, it, oh yeah, okay, yeah. What was he just in? What did I just see him in? I don't know, but he's yeah. one of those guys who shows up in a lot of shit. And I, I think I just it's saw some, him in something. I think it's something. Re- yeah, I think it's something recent because I remember going, "Oh, that's Ralph Innes." Um, you keep talking. I'm going to find out. Um, but yeah, there it's it's uh, Skarsgård. It's Willem Dafoe. It's again Bjork. It's it, it's a fucking cool cast, and it's the type of film that for someone like Eggers who wants to make everything as realistic as possible, this looks like it's going to be fucking phenomenal. Well, I just saw him in Guardians of the Galaxy yesterday, and I don't even know. I know where I saw him. He was the voice in the, of the Green Knight in the Green Knight. That's where I saw That's him. where I saw his head. Uh, head. That's pretty funny considering Green Knight. I haven't watched it yet. I bought it like three oh, weeks ago. You need to fucking watch it. I, it's so good. <laughs> I I actually I bought it like three weeks ago, um, and I actually started it at like one o'clock in the morning one night. Yeah, and I got like fifteen minutes, like through the main through his first scene, um, and then I was like, okay, I got I gotta I have to be able to sit down and watch this. So I put it down, and then uh, you know, end of year frenzy type stuff. And I figured I would kind of start off the year with something. It's on my early watch list for this year. Um, that's where I saw it. Yes, it's right because I watched that like on back to back days with Ridley Scott's The Last Duel, yeah, which both have like you know medieval knights and shit. And I'm just like Ridley, you got fucking owned, man. I mean, I have the, the very la- little interest in seeing that movie. Though it's good. It's I'm good. sure it is. It's, it's mostly good for what's her name, um, the girl who was the girl in Free Guy. Yeah. Uh, totally different actor role type of role, by the way. From yes, free, from Free Guy. To yes, um, but Jesus <laughs> yes. Christ! Every time Affleck showed up, because he's in that, he's basically medieval Shannon, Shannon Hamilton in this. You know his character from Mallrats. Oh yeah. So everything he does, I'm just, it took me right out of the fuck. And I'm like, I get it. He co-wrote it. You know he. He was he for a while was going to be the Adam Driver role. Thank fucking Christ! He just well, that's, he ha, he isn't ha, he French? Isn't the Adam Driver it, character French? It doesn't matter. They all are. 
Oh, they all are? They're all French. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Damon's fine. He is? He's fine. <laughs> okay. But, but, yeah. Are they at least doing accents? Or are they just are they oh, all just doing British accents? Oh, no, they're all doing accents. <laughs> I don't think I can watch this movie. Driver's excellent. And I'm again, sure that he is. The, the actress is really, really fucking good. Uh, and it's a good story. But, yeah. And I li- Every, look, I like Matt Damon. I do too. I like, and I'm a athletic apologist, but he was not right for this role. He should not have been. Take your fucking cr- screenwriting credit and just stand off to the fucking side. Yeah, you don't have to be in it. Yeah, you don't have to be in it, and you should not have been in it. Uh, it's still. I didn't realize they were all French. I thought they were English, and Driver was French, and I was okay uh, with that because he can all, pull it off. They're all French. Oh boy. Yeah. So. Does Affleck do an accent? We'll generously say yes. I mean, see now I it, kind it, of it, do it, want it's to. It's a more it. subtle accent. It's not like full blown. Like I, you know, like the fucking. It would have been amazing if he came in and just fucking Pepe Le Pew'd it. And I'm like sure that, straight I'm sure, up Pepe Le Pew. If, if if Ridley Scott hadn't been the director, <laughs> that probably would have happened. <laughs> Because um, uh, he hams it up otherwise. Oh, I'm sure. He, he plays like... You know, Jody like, Comer is her name. Jody Comer, yeah. He plays like kind of a... He's a lord of some sort. I can't remember what exactly his title is. So he's he's like one... He's the king's cousin. I so was barely willing to accept that he was like a Scottish noble or something. No, no, no. He's full-blown. Oof. Oof. Yeah, he's full-blown like a cousin of King Charles. Um, okay. Yeah, and it all takes place in France, so... Well, not always. There is some that goes to Ireland, but not the part with Affleck. Uh, Damon's actually <laughs> not the part with Affleck. The more I see, think about, it, the more I appreciate his role because he essentially is three different people in this film. Because it's it's very Rashomon in its storytelling. Like there is, you know, the rape of Jodie Comer, right? Told from um, her perspective, told from his perspective, and told from Adam Driver's perspective, right? And in each one, he's uh, he's the same guy, but he, like, in his retelling, of course he's fucking heroic. Right. And has been wronged. In Adam Driver's, he's just kind of a wuss. You know, he's a guy who kind of deserves to get trampled. And in Jodie Comer's, he's a little bit of both, but also just kind of a negligent asshole husband. So Probably closest to the truth. <laughs> it does say the truth. In, in each, it starts with the truth according to. Yeah. And hers, it says the truth according to her character, and then... Her name just disappears. The truth is left on screen. Uh, I kind of wish he hadn't done that. (laughs) (laughs) Take your hand off the fucking... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You you, you don't need to do that, Ridley. We get it. Um, Which is just all the more funny, considering all the... You are are smothering this movie. Yeah. Which is funny, considering all the shit we've heard in the news lately about him just complaining that millennials in their phones are the reason this movie didn't do well. It's like... Or, I don't know, man. After your 15 different cuts of Kingdom of Heaven, no one wanted to go see this in the theater because they figured, oh, he's just going to edit it twice before it gets to home video. Well, Which he did because it came out like a month later. My response to that is, I should be your target audience, and I'm barely interested. Yeah. And now now I'm laughing at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, miss me with the the, uh, millennials and their phones. Millennials, by the way, are like 30 years old. Yeah. I think we need to stop using that term as a as a yeah. 
Yeah, because my kid is 24 and is a Xenial. Right. So, like, I mean, he's he's he just barely missed the millennial cut. But again, and he's also a guy who loves going to the movies to see shit. He had no desire to go see this. Yeah. See, so uh, yeah. that's your target yeah. audience. Your target audience are people like us in their 40s who, unless you give us a real big fucking reason right now, I'm not going to the theater. Right. You know, I'm going to go see fucking Paul Thomas Anderson's new film yeah. over your film, Ridley. Because honestly, your track record of late kind of sucks. You know, yeah, and, and it's funny how he doesn't. Well, maybe I shouldn't have pissed people off with two back-to-back terrible Alien films because since then no one's gone to see my movies in the theater. What a uh, speak. Uh, I'll get to Aliens later. Yeah, well, I probably I, won't. and I just I probably I, won't. But I just hate the whole millennial Marvel movie argument that so many older directors kind of are leaning into fucking hard right now. Yes, I. Well, I. This might be time for my. Uh, Tom's first scalding hot take of 2022. I was looking through, I spent a lot of time in the last week looking through uh, letterboxed lists mm-hmm. of like top 1000 movies you got to see before you die, all that type yeah. of stuff. Um, which another nice feature on letterboxd. I don't really do it cause I don't feel the need to, but you can clone lists from other people and, and bring yeah. them over to yours. So you can kind of keep it on yours, but you can always just go. I always just like the lists yeah. so I can go back to it. Cause I don't need anything else clogging up my list lists. Yeah, my list list has gotten fucking out of hand. Yeah. So, I yeah. It's, I wish you could sublist. Well, the best way you can do that is to make the one make some private. Yeah. Is that I found. I like made private all my 2021 ones so they won't show up on my first list anymore. Ah. Uh, not a Band, bad idea. Band-aid. Yeah. Um, my hot take is the reason that people, film nerds marvel about and rightly so i know i've shit on him in a lot in the past like he cares he's been dead for 50 years uh the the reason that the film nerds love charlie chaplin is because of all of the admittedly crazy innovative things Mm -hmm. that he did in his movies special i mean it sounds ridiculous but special effects wise yeah if you go back and see and look i'm more interested in watching behind the scenes stuff yeah than the movie itself, because it's fucking amazing. Yeah. The sets that they had to make it look... Because oh, some yeah. of these things looked wild. Oh, yeah. And it was really just moving sets, and it very, very cool. What's the difference? That's the only thing that makes that amazing. Yeah. That is what Endgame is. Mm-hmm. Endgame is the peak of technical movie making and spectacle. Yeah. Which is what that was. To me, there is very little difference. Yeah. Which um, is what Jaws was. Which is what Star Wars was. It's And it, it's frustrating that... And I guess it's just always going to be that way. It'll take when our generation is 70 yeah. to be like, Endgame was actually... <laughs> yeah, but, I, yeah, I, I, but I, just, I just hate those arguments. Because you know what? I love The Witch, which is million dollar fucking movie probably. Right. You know, with very minimal sets, very minimal, you know, the same five fucking actors, essentially, just as much as I love Endgame. They had, like, 90% of the budget just in the color gray. Yeah. <laughs> just the color gray alone the was, dye. Nine, was 900000 the, the dye for all the, all the clothes they needed to make. Guys, can we make everything gray in this movie? Yeah. Um, so, it's like, geez, just like a fucking movie for what it is, man. Yeah. Why do you need to compare it to... 
or say that they're not going to go see it because of this. And I, I get it. I know there were some complaints like people went to go see a movie and all they could hear was the speakers from fucking Spider-Man next door. Oh. You know what? That's the fucking theater's yes, fault. Yes, that is not the movie's fault. That is the fucking theater for A, playing a quiet movie next to a really fucking right. loud movie, <clears throat> which they should know better. Right. Or just, you know, they've got shit turned up too high, or the walls are too thin, or whatever fucking... That's not... You can't fault Marvel for that. Right. It's a, it's a, it's, it is childish and silly. Yeah. To... Your movie's too loud. Yeah. Okay. Fucking sorry, that's not... Yeah. I wasn't... I didn't make the movie with the person next door in mind. Yeah. Like, that's not... Yeah. I wasn't like, shit, I hope they're not watching a Merchant Ivory film next door to this. (laughs) Uh, So let's just... Do you want... Well, do you want to dive into Spider-Man? Yeah, let's dive right into Spider-Man. My... uh, If you remember my my things with Spider-Man, I absolutely loved it. I gave it five stars. Um, my concern was that upon rewatchings, how much of it, how much of my love for it is going to be just like, Ooh, who's there's that, there's that guy, there's that guy, there's that guy. Um, and how much of it is actually going to be, wow, this is a really good movie. And I don't know. I don't know one way or the other. I can't imagine it would, it's not going to go from like a five to a two. I don't think it's my, I gave it a five as well. And the reason I gave it a five is not just all the little like, holy cow, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. But like. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield have purpose in this. Yes, film. yes, and they were not cameos, and they're fucking spectacular. Yeah. in this. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't even mean to do that. They're also amazing. <laughs> Podcast over. Yeah, um, their performances in this, in just a- <laughs> they were spectacular. They were amazing. They were web of. <laughs> yeah. But the ladies' were, comic yeah, joke for you. They were so good. Yeah, like especially Garfield. I, I was I was about to say especially Toby. Yeah, and yeah, both of them have their moments. Like it's, it reminds me of the only part. Thinking back of Game of Thrones, one of the only parts of like that final scene I love are the night before the big battle, yeah. where they're all sitting around a fire talking. Yeah, the scenes where they're just around and talking are so good. Especially when they're talking about what has caused them. Like, when Andrew Garfield has this whole, you know, now I'm jaded now, or, you know, I'm cynical, or whatever word he used. Because he couldn't save Gwen Stacy. Right. And then, you know, Toby talks about his being unable to save Uncle Ben, and letting the man who killed him die, and not having that feel any better. I'm just like... Fuck, they are... N- I kind of want them to make m- new movies with those two now. Like, if they if they announced <sighs> we're going to make a, an older Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, I would be 100% on board. Oh, I have... Because I love where yeah. that character is at now. Well, we've, we've talked about it for uh, a bunch of times that we never get to that Spider-Man. Yeah. Because they reboot it first, and every time they reboot it, he's back in high school. Mm-hmm. Which is great, be- but except for... Every time except for this one with Holland... They put a fucking twenty-eight-year-old in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, make him twenty-eight. Yeah. You know, I want to see. I want to see the grown-up, competent. Yeah. In in like Marvel. I mean, Spider-Man's their biggest character has been for a very long time. But like, in a lot of the things, he's the guy. Yeah. He's the guy, 
And well, he's he was the like the first breakout superhero character of like the new millennium. Yeah, like it was the Spider-Man film that was the first one to break the hundred million dollars over a weekend. You know, it was that became what all other superhero films strive to be was Spider-Man. My only, uh, and maybe it's a personal hang up. My only issue with, uh, early scenes, I guess that when he, when he first shows up is with, um, with Tommy McGuire is he kind of looks like he's not sure he wants to be there. Which I'm okay with because I can buy it that character. Buy it from that character. Doesn't necessarily want to be there. Right. Like, yeah, I don't I don't think we might get another Tobey Maguire. I wouldn't be surprised because Andrew Garfield fucking loves Spider-Man, loved being Spider-Man. Yeah. And I don't think got a fair shake at being Spider-Man. I and we said that at the time that like as a as a Spider-Man, he was great. Yeah. Um He got saddled in a terrible fucking sequel. Yeah, the, I mean, you could even excuse the first one, which is not that great, but it's yeah. okay. Uh, this, the two is just yeah, nearly unwatchable. Um, my favorite thing about, and this is not, not, well, I guess it is jumping to the end, but um, my favorite thing about the movie is it puts uh, Spider-Man back, and I, I mentioned where, it on where the last... Where he should be. Yeah, it, I mentioned it on the last episode, that, the first episode 300, Um that uh, I tried to tactfully say it at the time that he ends up um, where he should be because the the only thing that bothered me about MCU Spider-Man so far was he went from friendly neighborhood Spider-Man to uh, fighting Captain America to being Iron Spider in like fucking two movies. And we didn't get... At that point, he's just super Iron Man. Yeah, which was kind of... It was made fun. There was like kind of a joke at that expense in the movie where they're talking about like, well, I got to fight this guy. I got to fight. I, I, I was in fa- space yeah. fighting a big purple alien who tr- ended the world. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, spoiler warning for those of you who haven't seen it yet. Uh, but yeah, in this one, Spider-Man is poor by the end. Yeah. Nobody knows he's Spider-Man. Um, Nobody knows... Nobody knows. Who Nobody knows who he is. is. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Which was made fun of in the pitch meeting. Like, does he, does he still have a social security number? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. There's there's a whole host of problems that come along with yeah. the end of this movie. Um, but they're problems I'm going to overlook yeah. because I just don't care. Right. Um, because again, it got us to where Spider-Man needs to fucking be. Yeah. Um, which. Was smart from Marvel's standpoint because at this point they're like, okay, who knows how many more films we'll get to make with him in it in case Sony decides to be assholes. At least three. <laughs> yeah. So you can have Spider Man without it, nest, without it, you, you can have a Spider Man without it ever being Tom Holland in there if like the contracts went bad. Right. Because you don't have to ever have to unmask him. Um, or, you know, if you still get to use him, great. But, um, probably gonna have to break out Miles Morales pretty soon. Which I'm fine with. Oh, yeah. Which I love that with, like, uh, the, with uh, Jamie Foxx's electro. Oh, I was kind of hoping you'd be black. Yeah. I thought you were black. <laughs> and then they did the, well, somewhere out there, there's a black Spider-Man, I'm sure. And yeah. I, I'm sure they will bring Miles Morales into this at some point very soon. It's, yeah. they've, already, they've already shown you can make money with him. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you've already got into the Spider-Verse and across the Spider-Verse Part 1 coming out. Right. Plus the video game, which I'm playing right now. 
Right. Yeah. I'm about a third way through it, I guess. It's fun, but it is you can tell it's like a half a game. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's there's that's... nothing there's nothing oh god, I almost said amazing about it. Um, <laughs> damn you, Spider Man and your adjectives. It's it's very much a rehash game gaming wise of the, the first one. Yeah. Uh you you're just miles now. Yeah. Well, uh, it, yeah, it feels like an expansion pack, like yeah. an expansion story. Which uh, is why I'm, I'm glad I never paid full price for it, because, like, after I played, like, the first three missions, and it's like, you're, like, 20% done. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's it's also not, yeah, it's also not long. Yeah, I'm like, okay, um, time to start doing some side missions, because I don't want this yeah. game to be over already. Colin finished it in, like, two sittings. Oh, e- easily. I mean, and, you know, he just plowed straight through, pretty much. I mean, he did some side stuff, but he was... yeah. Uh, yeah. He was surprised. He was just kind of going along doing missions, and he was surprised when he credits rolled. Yeah, it's <laughs> like whoa. It's yeah, as soon as I saw the twenty percent, I'm like, okay, I gotta take my time doing some other side shit now, because I want to be able to unlock everything and all, you know, because I'm that guy. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm but I mean, even the unlockables there aren't as many, you know. Yeah, it's like the what is it the the, the time capsules? There's like twenty. Or whatever. Yeah, I just, I just many. got to the point that there that I can start. I've dug up like five of them, four or five of them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's still it's still fun to swing around. Yeah. Um, you know, you can turn invisible, which is kind of cool. I just got the ability to do that. Um, yeah. So that that's where I am. Um, it's it's fine. Yeah. But it's it's fun playing that in com- like as I was watching Spider Man because it's like I was just I was so in universe at that moment. <laughs> oh yeah, things lined up really well. Uh, like Christmas wise, because I we got the the PS5 for Christmas, um, and the the centerpiece of what was downloaded on the the PlayStation when because I you know I brought it down here and downloaded everything a couple days before uh, was Miles Morales, so that was the game that was up and ready for yeah. for that time. Colin had been watching, he just randomly had gone back to uh, oh Christ, what's what is it? There's a an animated Spider-Man show that he watches. It's Ultimate, maybe? or I don't know. Uh, it's the one that has his little team of, of oh, yeah. uh, uh, Nova and Power Man and White, I think that, I think White Tiger. A, I think that's Ultimate. I can't remember. I never really watched it, so. Um, and it's, it is a fine show. It's fine. But um, he had been watching that, and then the uh, No Way Home came out, and then we had the Miles Morales thing for it. So it, things came up Spider-Man uh, perfectly for us um, in December. Because it's hard when you're buying presents for kids because they're on things and then they'll just be completely off it. Yeah. And then six months later, be back on that thing. There's only a couple things that re- that Colin reliably... St- you can oh, yeah. always get Colin Pokemon stuff um, and he'll be happy. But uh, So yeah, No Way Home. Yeah, um, it left, like we said, it left um, everything in an interesting place. Um, it, it definitely got me more, I was already interested in Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness, because Doctor Strange is kind of a fuck-up in this film. Like, he that, makes yeah, some bad choices. Yeah, that was, I guess that, that was, um, there were a couple things in the movie that, excuse me, that did, uh, again, I gave this movie a five. Uh, kind of gave me pause, and the setup is one of them. Yeah, like would he do that? Would he? Would the? Would he do that? Because that seems wildly irresponsible. I could see him doing it, but not just okay. Let's do it. I'm going to start the spell right now. Yeah, it does seem like there would be a, okay. Do you really want everyone to forget your Spider-Man? 
Because this will literally mean everyone. Yeah. You know, you're not going to go up to Captain America anymore and go like, hey, Steve. I mean, okay. that would that would be like, I don't know, saying that you want a fucking nose job and then as the, the surgeon is cutting in your nose, are you sure you want it to be like this shape? You sure you want it to look like a rhinoceros horn? <laughs> yeah. Like, wait a minute, maybe we should talk about yeah, this first. Exactly. Like, that should have happened pre-op. Yeah, so it seems very... <laughs> It seems very strange that uh, Doctor Strange. It's strange how amazing this spectacular movie was. Yeah, that that's uh, Doctor Strange would have just popped right into doing it. Yeah, and when when Peter started talking, didn't just stop. Right. Instead of trying to yeah, re- that's rewrite thing. it as he was going. Both of you were fucking like. Yeah. Both of you stop. Yeah. <laughs> like right now. Take a time out. Do do a do a, do a you know wants and needs list. Yep. <laughs> you know, write 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 this out. Do an essay, Peter. See what's gonna happen first. Um and then, you know Peter getting away from Strange in the mirror universe and kind of trapping him in there. Cause Ned can now do portals. <laughs> That's another thing, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well he does have some Ned's, magic in his family. Ned's magic now. <laughs> and he, you know, he does kind of look like a like a younger uh, um, Wong. Wong, that's racist. <laughs> I know, uh, but yeah, there there was there's there's I guess some plot conveniences to get us to where we needed to be. Yeah, because uh, you had to sideline him. It's just like when they when they fucking jettison the Hulk off into space and stuff. Like sometimes you got to sideline people that could end the threat immediately. Yeah. And that's a su- that is always a superhero story problem. Yeah. You always have to find a way to sideline Superman. Yeah. You always got to find a way to sideline uh, the Hulk or any anyone yeah. or like uh, Carol. There's a, reason, there's a reason Thor isn't in Civil War, right? You know, because that shit would have been over pretty yeah. fucking quick. Uh, there's a reason that Captain Marvel's gone for most of the Infinity War movies because yeah. like it would just be over because <laughs> like she just flew through the fucking ship. Um, so. And those are all things that you know. Obviously, we're willing to yeah. to overlook. Yeah, uh, and you all, yeah, you have to remember that in this same universe, people like Hawkeye exist. Yeah, which again, I'm only three episodes in, but I'm loving that. I am absolutely loving what they're doing with Clint in that. You should uh, not to tell you your business. You should finish it up as quickly as possible because it is Christmas theme, and it's going to feel weird if you watch it a month from now. Yeah. Because it is like the way that the episodes take place. I mean, yeah, if, it's, if you're it's watching up until yeah, Christmas, if you're watching the show, Christmas the, is the end game, if you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the The show started six weeks before Christmas, and each each show covers roughly a day because the day it starts six days before, like the first episode starts six days before Christmas. Is right yeah. that how it opens? Um, so basically, each week's episode was one day closer to Christmas. With yeah. and, and there was some, you know, a couple of them were over a two day period, yeah, but and I mean, more or less. And it's already been spoiled for me who shows up, you know, that type of thing, because you just couldn't avoid it. D'Onofrio. Oh yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Then that wasn't really a. That's not. You knew that. That's like that's like Daredevil showing up in Spider Man. It doesn't spoil it knowing he shows up in there. Right. Uh, in that, that's Although an example. To, I remember, like months ago, it showed like a screenshot of Peter like at a table with Happy, and someone was like, "That's Charlie Cox's hands." Really? And people were like, <laughs> "People were like, that's fucking stretching." And it was. And it was. I'm like, what fucking weirdo knows Charlie Cox's hands that well? Charlie Cox needs to put out a restraining order on <laughs> yeah. whoever broke that Chad, story. Chad four seven two eight one on uh, Twitter. Um, 
Yeah, that that was the one out of the uh, the kind of cameos there. We people would. Uh, the surprising and wonderful thing about the Garfield and Maguire thing was that they were kind of co-leads at the, you know, the, the last two thirds of the movie. Um, it wasn't like you said, just a cameo. Whereas the Charlie Cox thing was, he was in one scene. It's, and that's it. Um, now, obviously that was, uh, partly to um hey this guy's in this universe now so be ready yeah. for when he comes back in the next thing um but it did seem to be there for no other reason because he didn't he didn't do anything no he, he gave some he gave some mild legal, legal advice, advice. Yeah, that could have been if it was anybody but daredevil that wouldn't have even been in the fucking movie yeah exactly yes that's a good point were it not for him being Matt Murdock, defensive attorney for the lowly, uh, that scene would not have taken place. Would yeah. not have had a reason to take place. So that that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, we got a, we unexpectedly got an Uncle Ben story without knowing we were getting an Uncle Ben story. Yep. Um, yeah, because we've never even. It, we don't even know if there is an Uncle Ben in this universe. To be honest. Yeah, the only, the if you go back to Homecoming, the only thing that's ever mentioned to my memory about Uncle Ben is when Ned finds out, when Peter f climbs in the window and Ned drops the fucking Death Star. And he says, does May know? Peter says something along the lines of, no, she can't know with everything that's happened to her in the past year. Yeah. I can't, whatever. Yeah. So and I just noticed that Death Star got, gets knocked down again. It does. Yes. Fucking, yeah. Good joke. That means the Death Star's gotten destroyed twice in Spider-Man films. <laughs> <laughs> that is some nerd level humor, right? Pretty there. good. It'd be even better if it was totally intentional, which it may have been. Uh, I think it had to have been because one of the, the one of the only things that P Peter Parker kept was his fucking Emperor logo. Yeah. yeah. Lego, I mean. So that huh. had to have been on purpose. Uh. So it, I don't know if that, I don't know what that means as far as an actual Uncle Ben. Um, but I'm, and I, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite because I've, I've, I, the thing that I kept saying that I loved about this Spider-Man is we didn't have to see Uncle Ben get shot in the street again. Because uh, we don't need that any more than we need Tom and Martha getting fucking shot in the street again. And yeah. see pearls roll into the fucking gutter. But they did it. They changed it up enough yep. so that it's not a an original starting point, mm -hmm. uh, kickoff point to Spider-Man. It's obviously a different character. It, it, we're well past spoilers at this point. Yeah, because I mean, it's not even someone from this universe that kills her. Right, <laughs> so right. It's not like he can... Yeah, and it's not It's some, not like he can spend the next year seeking revenge. Yeah, and it's, he's it's, not in this It's also world. not some random thug. Yeah, some it's, unnamed... the, it's the Green Goblin who yeah. doesn't exist in this MCU. Who tried to kill Aunt May in the first Spider-Man. Yeah. Didn't he? Oh, they have I, that terrible scene where she's yelling or something. Or is that... I, I, remember, I remember the Doc Ock scene in 2 where he climbs Maybe with her up the, and she's hitting with like her with fucking it? umbrella or some shit. That whole scene's got problems. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> that's a good uh, that's a good pitch meeting one where he's like, so then Spider-Man starts push, punching him in the face. He's like, oh, well, game over, right? I mean, 
Doc Ock's just a regular dude there. He's just got those arms. If Spider-Man punches him in the face, he's out, right? Yeah. No, no, he's fine. Yeah. Like, what? But then Aunt May hits him with a fucking umbrella. Yeah, and he's and, like, <laughs> Well, he wasn't expecting the umbrella. He, wasn't expe- he was expecting a punch from a superhero, but uh, the 80-year-old with the umbrella was too much for him. Um, and we didn't even talk about Doc Ock in this. Like, his character arc in this was awesome. Yeah. Because the part in, that we liked so much about Spider-Man 2 is that Doc, Doc Ock was a good guy. Right. He just got, you know, tangled up in a <laughs> <laughs> in what happened to him. Yeah. Um, it was a tangled web of Spider-Man <laughs> that he got caught up in. Indeed. Uh, we're just going to name every Spider-Man title yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, you know, it makes me blue that we can't get to them all. Oh, wow. Uh, so. <laughs> but it showed that he was always a good person underneath the being controlled by the technology. Right. So that when they were able to fix the technology, he's back to being a good person again. And I like I liked how much stronger the fucking arms were in this one. Like they were fucking strong. Yeah. Well, they, for they a while were, they, they were some fucking they were fucking some shit up on that highway. They had for a while they had some uh Iron Man arms. <laughs> still oh, that's me. right. Yeah, with the nanotech taking it over. Still cracks me up to this day. Uh, one of my favorite Doc Ock lines from Spider-Man 2 is when they're having dinner and they're talking about how he met his wife and stuff. And he's just like, I was studying science. <laughs> I just think it's so fun because no scientist would say that. Yeah. They would never be like, yeah, I was studying science. No one who even took a couple science classes right. in college is right. going to say... I was was studying science. (laughs) That is something. Christ, I only studied science for a year. And I always say I was studying aerospace engineering. Right, because you you would say what field you were. Science encompasses a lot. Yeah. Considering most bachelor's degrees are bachelors of science. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a BS. It's. Yeah, in business. <laughs> I have I have one in I was, education. I also I have a BS. In, I have a bachelor of science in business. I have a BA in political science. <laughs> so I studied science twice, yeah. neither of which had anything to do with science. Yeah. I just that line just has always cracked me up. <laughs> she was studying words and I was studying science. Yeah. He was studying numbers. <laughs> God damn it. Um yeah, I, I, the, the Doc Ock, I liked every, uh, villain's, uh, appearance is not the right thing that I would, <laughs> appearance is fine, but, uh, they're, they didn't really have arcs, I guess, most of them. Mm. They just, I liked the way that they were presented. Like, like it was, the things that you, that were dumb about them before are kind of no longer dumb. Yeah. Uh, cause they were handled much better. Um. The Jamie Foxx character was ridiculous. Oh, he was so bad in Spider-Man. Ridiculous too. in that movie. Um, to the point that you, it, it's, he Ben Affleck's it and takes you right out. Like every time, every scene where he's the goofy. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's like, you, you, you don't, you, you can be a handsome fellow and still get fucked over as a science. Yeah. As, as a scientist. Yeah. You don't have to have bad hair and, uh, yeah. uh, Jesus Christ, that was so bad. It that was rough. Yeah. <clears throat> it was like a mad lib of a character. Yeah. Uh, with like comically bad glasses and every, just everything. Uh, but bringing him in this one, it's like a totally different dude. Yeah. Um, 
I was a little, it was a little, were they not able to get Thomas Hayden Church on set, I wonder? Because he's, he, yeah, because he's, it was, he only shows up kind of as himself at the end, and even that looked kind of funny. It, yeah, so I wondered if they couldn't get him for, it's, I don't know what the fuck else he was doing, but, uh, it, it seemed odd to me that, that he was never in human form to kind of, yeah. at the same time the rest of them were. Yeah, he was always in the sand form. Always. But whatevs. Uh, anything else on Spider-Man? Um, I'll, be, I'll, I'll just be interested to see where they go next. I mean, will they keep MJ and Ned even more now? Or you know, I think so. I think that whatever the next one is is going to be I know they're done with the home trilogy but uh I wonder if I mean, it would make sense to like find your way back home or some fucking thing. Yeah. Um Spider-Man because, lost. <laughs> yeah, because I think the next one is going to I would assume that the next one would have a, a lot to do with him trying yeah. to get his friends to remember him again. It'll yeah, it'll be interesting to see how big they go with the next one. Yeah. Or if they're just going to tell like a street level neighborhood maybe maybe the next one will be friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That would be great because yeah. that's that's what we miss. That's what yeah. kind of just we got don't get glossed over. Things. Yeah. Um So yeah, I I'm looking forward to see where they go next. I'm looking forward to see how uh at, if at some point he kind of becomes the face of the, because it looks like for 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 phase four, uh, the Iron Man, the glue that holds it together, the Iron Man is going to be Doctor Strange, um, and I wonder if at any point Spider Man will get to that point. Mm -hmm. uh, what else did we? Do we want to talk about how we ended our year? Because we're going to do best of list next week. Is that yeah. your idea? Yeah. Um, what did you have? Didn't you? You just watched something else recently that. Uh, I've watched a whole lot recently. But that I watched a little bit ago that. Um, that's the easiest way to do it here. I've got it up in a bunch of different places. Oh, goodness. You watch Mitchell vs. the Machines. That was one. Um, there you are. We'll go to your diary. You... Oh, the one that I wanted to ask you about, oddly enough, you're going you're gonna to be surprised, was The Night House. Oh, yeah. How was that? I'm not going to watch it. But. I liked it. I feel bad because I 100% feel like this film wanted to call itself the lake house, but couldn't. Because it, it takes place on a lake, a very isolated lake. And there is a house on the lake. Fucking Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I, and I feel, I'm like, shit, you know they wanted to call this the lake house. That is a, uh, the Keanu Reeves one is a remake of a Korean. No uh, kidding. Yeah, it is. I'd have to watch that. No, you don't. Okay. Um... It was it was good. I enjoyed it. it I figured it out about two thirds the way going through, which is probably why I took like a half a star away from it. Yeah, it's made a lot of like best and best of the year horror lists. That's where I saw it. And it for people who put it on there, fully deserves <laughs> it. It actually wasn't even on a best of horror. It was on Dan Merle's best of oh, nice. for the year. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't know that he that this movie was on it. He. Um, 
uh, was saying that that uh, Rebecca Hall deserves a, deserves an Oscar she's nomination, really, but will not get she's one. She's really good in yeah. it. Yeah, there's a great fucking scene now that I mean I would have appreciated before, but now that I work in a school, you can just because like the beginning of the film, her husband has recently committed suicide, mm-hmm. like very very recently. And it's like the end of the school year, and she she goes in for like the last day. She's a teacher. She's a teacher. She teaches English. No, she she hasn't. They they, they very very specifically mention what it is she teaches, Uh, but she is an English teacher. Uh, But she basically goes in for the last stage to enter the like the the school year has ended, and it's like the wrap up for teachers where they enter all their grades into the book and all that shit. So she goes in to do that, and while she's in her classroom, a teacher comes in to talk about to her. About well, my my kid, you know, got a, got a C in your class, and she's just like, okay, well, seems like he didn't um, do this this last project, you know. Well, he said you could make it up, and the teacher's like, well, yeah, well, he didn't. Well, he he said he came in the last day to do it, and you weren't there. She's like, no, nope, I I was away for a personal matter on the last day of school. And she's like, well, you know, I don't see why my student should be my kid should be blamed because you didn't show up for class, and you know, we all have personal things. She's like, oh. Well, my husband shot himself in the head, but what do you, you want a B? Okay, guess what? Yeah. You got a B. And she's like, uh, but, oh, oh, no, you want an A? Okay, it's an A. I don't give a fuck. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, that scene is so great. <laughs> yeah. That, you know that's what every teacher wants to do when that shit happens. Yep. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't give a shit <laughs> about what your fucking kid's grade is. That, that has, that, that's funny to me. That, like, you think I care? Yeah. I mean... I tried all year to get your kid to get yeah. grade. All yeah. year. <laughs> Every day. That's all I do, all day. Yeah. And you have fought me the whole way. Yeah. You know you have at home. <laughs> you know you have. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was so funny, like, the last day of school. I don't know if you noticed, they posted an English teacher for the high school. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Tina was there, and I'm like, oh, look at that. English teacher for the high school. <laughs> huh. I've got an English. I can teach English. She's like, I was, I studied English. She turned right to me. She goes, I will fucking slap you if you apply for that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, Tina. <laughs> She's like, no, you're, you you have to stay in the middle school. She's like, I don't care. You have to stay in the middle school. Oh, Which middle school? Judging from most of the teachers in the high school, other you know, they don't. Most of them don't want to be there. So, not that that's much different for the middle school, but oh, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. You want a name? We'll give you a fucking name. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, so my, uh, what I was striving, the reason I, I got to, uh, was this before we started recording that I talked about the, the fit that I got to 52 on my list? Before, I think. My, okay, so, uh, my, my Korean watch list goal for the year was to get to 50. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago that I was, I don't know, seven or eight short, um, so I had made a plan uh, to watch certain things. Uh, I, had a, I had a list going. I, I, I was doing a little bit of uh, actor fudging in there. Like I made sure to squeeze in one or two more of this person to get him to, to bump a, another Marvel person out of my list or yeah. something, uh, which I did. Um, but I started to realize as I got closer, even like within like three days, at like the 28th or 9th, I, was, I realized that my 50 was going to be accurate. However... Two of them was, were going to be rewatches mm-hmm. because I would have already seen Snowpiercer and Parasite. Yeah. Also, 
Snowpiercer is Korean only because it was directed by a Korean. Yeah. Um, and has a few Korean actors. Captain America's on the fucking cover. Yeah. So it's hard to really feel like that's one of them. Yeah, that, that one actually feels like a true, like, international picture. Yeah. Because it's... Based on a French graphic novel, right? Directed by a Korean director, starring people from all over the globe. Yes, you know. Um, so, I felt like I, even though he's the Korean director, I felt like I couldn't count yeah. that movie as like because it's not Korean cinema. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, it's um, like if I'm if I'm watching Hong Kong action flicks, yeah, I'm not going to include Face Off, right? Because it was directed by John. Right. Ford. Right. Um, Okja I was okay with. Yeah. That's mostly Korean. Yeah. Um, so I ended up watching, I wanted to get to 52 so that there are 52 new watches. Uh, I also wanted to make sure I finished, uh, all of Bong's movies. Um, which I, cause ori- originally it was kind of like all of Bong, all of Park, and then sprinkle in everyone else. I didn't get to all of Parks. They're not all available. There's yeah. a couple. I still have a couple left that I'm even his early, remotely. His into. Early, early ones are tougher to find. And I probably some of those I probably won't watch at all. Yeah. There's only like two left of his that I haven't seen that I would be that I really even care to see because he he has he really switches up genre and a lot of them do most of them do but Bong does. Um, and I, the last thing I wanted to do is I wanted to end. I thought it would be fitting to end the year watching my my last but his first uh bong movie which was uh barking dogs never bite which and again i did this on purpose i knew i was going to watch a couple movies on the 31st so first thing in the morning i watched the first 90 minutes of barking dogs i got to a very good stopping point yeah um because that's what bong is good at that at providing good stopping points for you Mm -hmm. um so i stopped it with about 25 minutes to go and I figured I would just right before I went to bed, watch the last half hour, and that would be that. Uh, which is what I did. And it actually, it was fucking midnight is when it ended. Um, I, as far as that movie is concerned, it is certainly not, uh, I mean, you know this just by looking at it, uh, looking at any reviews or any anything about it. It is not, it is his, air quotes, worst movie. Yeah. Um, but it's still but it's also his first. <laughs> it's also his first. It's also uh like the premise is it, it's about a guy who lives in this gigantic apartment complex. There's a dog barking at the very beginning, like super annoying shrieky bark, and he's an unemployed guy trying to become a, a grad student, trying to become a professor. He's got a pregnant wife who hates him for good reason because he's kind of a schmuck. Um, and she's bring, she's pregnant. She's the only one working. Mm-hmm. So she kind of thinks he's a dick. Yeah. Um, so he, he has ta- his, he has nothing else to do. So he's taken it upon himself to go find this dog and <laughs> get rid of it. Uh, so it, uh, hijinks ensue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is the premise of the movie. It's, and that's basically all there is to it. I mean, shit happened. Bong things happen. Yeah. Um, it is his worst movie. Um, I still gave it a three and a half. There is no other of his... It's interesting that that's his first, because uh, more so than any other of the movies in between, there is a direct line, I think, 
from Barking Dogs to Parasite. Mm -hmm. It's kind of sort of... I mean, they're, all of his movies have the same themes of class, and, and yeah. uh, he's real big on basements and shit. And <laughs> he does all the basements. Yeah, he, <laughs> yes. Uh, so... I guess the, those the, the themes of Parasite are, are like a direct line uh, from Barking Dogs. Uh, it's totally worth watching uh, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, if, if I will, I will. I mean, it's not hard to do because there's only six of them. Six, seven. How many has he got total? Six or seven? Doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> I've, been, seven I've been. I've been. I've been interested to see how uh, other people, like when I mentioned earlier about going on people's lists, how they rank them, because um, there's a lot of Bong Joon-ho ranked oh, yeah. lists. Uh, I saw one that had this second and mother last. Really? Which is bananas to me. Um, I think I would probably... Yeah. Seven. And also, this is, well, I think... What is... What well, he's, he's like a co-director. Oh, in that, uh, that anthology thing? Yeah, yeah. I don't count that. Um, yeah, if Ooh, I were... I do want to see that, though, because Michael Gondry is one of the other directors. Interesting. If I was going to rank, I would say Parasite, Mother, oh. Memories, Hosts, and the Oak, other just, one's the dude Snow Piercer, Dog. Okay, I need to see that film now. What is it? The Tokyo one? The, yeah. Um, yeah, Tokyo! Exclamation point, so you have to kind of say it like mother, I guess. Yeah. Not the mother that we're talking about. No. Different mother. But, it's, yeah, I, all three directors are very interesting directors, so... Which means it will likely suck, because none of them can do their full thing. It's on uh, It's on Tubi. Yeah, it's and a, it's on... I, IMDb. IMDb is a good one, because IMDb doesn't have commercials, does it? Or does I don't it? think so. I don't like watching stuff on Tubi unless I fucking have to. I don't mind it. I've actually watched three or four now. Um, and it's because the, they have fewer but longer breaks. Mm -hmm. So when the break comes, I will just... All the questions that are in my head while I'm watching a movie, I then have four minutes to look them all up <laughs> before the movie starts again. So I, I, don't, I don't mind it. I've actually... Because uh, a lot of these... That's the only place they're available. Uh, but uh, the best, the best free one is Tubi is pretty good. But the best free one is IMDb because I don't mm -hmm. think I don't. Plus, you can do that right through your Amazon. Yeah. Uh, if you're searching for something on Amazon Prime, if it's available on IMDb, you can just go straight to it, uh, which is a nice feature. Uh, so I got, I ended up getting to fifty-two at the end. <sighs> should I try to rank them? No, I should probably make a top ten. Yeah. Rank because ranking fifty two movies is fucking hard. Well and also who's you're not gonna care. No one's gonna care. But I'm not gonna be like, what's number thirty eight? What's forty you had that at thirty eight. I uh, now I was gonna watch it, but <laughs> now that you've got it behind the number thirty two one, um there are I, I did make so my, my list that I made um were for next year or my ideas for next year <laughs> is to uh not Put more focus on rewatching. Mm. Um, I have put twenty Korean movies that I watched this year into a rewatch list because uh, I want to. I want to be able to start to get familiar with yeah. certain movies because there's ones that I watched back in May 
um, that I think I would see differently now. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the number one on that list for me is the whaling, and I'll tell you why. I watched the whaling early. The whaling's very unsettling. Yeah. Um, as you know. Uh, part of what makes it unsettling is because it's so unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just dive right into the whaling when you're used to watching American movies and you all of a sudden have the Korean culture plus the fucking weirdness of it, the weirdness of Korean cinema, it feels very unsettling and uncomfortable. That's what I... And I know that's that's the movie, but that's also what made it difficult for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the two leads in that movie, since then, I have seen... They're yeah. both in my top ten. Yeah. Uh, one of them, the cop, uh, the, the, the chubby-faced cop, I've seen like 12 movies. Yeah, because um, yeah, I watched that film when it first came out in like 2015 or 16. And it was one of like... That was also the same year that I think like Snowpiercer and something else. Oh, um... Train to Busan also came out that year. Yeah. So it was like my first, like, I had seen, um, like, Old Boy. But yeah. I, haven't, I hadn't really dived into Korean cinema. So, yeah, the first time I watched that, I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's awesome. I know I like it, but I, I don't know what's happening. Right. But, yeah, when I rewatched it for our June in the Park, even though it was neither of those people, I right. just rewatched it around then. Um I yeah, I had a much greater appreciation for it because I I understood it more. Not just from like oh a plot perspective, but like you said from the cultural perspective. Yes. And like, oh well these people they're very racist against these people. They fucking hate oh, yeah. these That's, people. That is something that becomes uh abundantly clear um the more uh Korean movies you watch. Fucking Asians hate each other. Yeah. Hate each other. <laughs> like and it's it's, I, I've even, and I, I've, I read a lot of, because uh, some things are, are interesting to be fascinating that you see in every movie that are, are that you, you know, I, I would go on uh, travel sites and look up mm-hmm. um, things to know if you go to Korea, and it'll yeah. basically give you the, the ins and outs of, of stuff. Um, like you never pour your own drink, yeah. uh, someone else, because if you pour your own drink, you're an alcoholic, <laughs> uh, you should never drink alone, yeah. but it's totally fine for you and I. Yeah. To go to a karaoke bar, yeah. get fucking blistered, destroy the place, walk down the street puking all over the place, mm-hmm. and fall into bed at home. Mm-hmm. That's fine as long as you did it with someone else. Yeah. It's fucking wild. But, uh, Which is funny, because that, isn't that the start of Old Boy? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. That's <laughs> not the only one. Yeah. It's like every fucking movie. Well, and also, like, to, to get ahead in any kind of, yeah. of job, that's what you have, to, you have to go drink with the boss. Although, I guess that's not terribly yeah. different here. It's just, that is how it is done there. Yeah, and yeah the, well, it's the type of thing, like, if you're not from America and you watched a movie that took place in the 60s and all the white people were being mean to black people, you're yeah. like, why? Yeah. If you didn't know our country's history, you'd be like, that just seems weird that they just hate that person that they don't even know. Right. And that, and so this is us learning, you know, their yeah. history. Uh, and the, as far as the the the, the Asian on Asian hate, uh, you, you kind of have to think of it in the same terms, uh, especially from Korea's point of view. They've been getting fucked with from all sides for a thousand years. Yeah. 
China's been trying to invade them. The fucking Jap- Japanese are trying to invade them. Mm-hmm. So they just fucking hate, they hate everyone around them. Yeah. Uh, and for good reason. I mean, they're the little, they are a very strategically located country. It's a peninsula. Mm-hmm. Um, great place to have your military and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then you add that into the whole North Korea thing, being the fucking whack jobs that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's, they don't like each other no. <laughs> very much. I can see Especially, why South Korea would tend to be insular. <laughs> yeah, especially um, uh, Japan. For mm-hmm. obvious reasons, Japan mm-hmm. occupied Korea for like 40 years, uh, mm-hmm. first half of, this, of the uh, 20th century. Um, as a matter of fact, the last, the last movie that I watched before finishing Barking Dogs so that I could get one of my guys, the, the shaman from The Wailing, ah. so I could get him onto my list, nice. bumping off Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I think yeah, she's on a list. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Well, she's in so much stuff because she's not just Marvel. She's also in like good stuff. Mm-hmm. So her and Ruffalo, it's tough to, yeah. it's tough to work around them. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, the last one that I watched, actually, the the kind of climax of the film happens at the same time that the U.S. It's it's about a basically a concentration camp, a work forced labor camp uh, that did exist, still does exist. Uh, it's now a historical site, uh, kind of off the coast of Japan, called Battleship Island because it looks like a battleship from the distance, uh, and it's a coal mine where like a thousand Koreans were killed. Uh, in the mines, mining coal for the Japanese war, you know, for the empire. Uh, and it was one of those things where, hey, we're giving you this job, but we took you from your home. Mm-hmm. We forced you to come here. Yep. We're charging you for bringing oh. you here. We're charging you for your dormitory. This and sounds your... very familiar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and surprise, surprise, uh, when they got their checks the first week, they owed money. Yep. How about that? Uh, so, yeah, that, that's... So the, the whole thing takes place uh, kind of at the liberation period because uh, one of the last scenes of the movie, they can see Nagasaki getting fucking nuked in the background. Um, so it, it there's a long history of... And, and it's, it, it's, it's the subject... I mean, I watched 50 movies this year. It was probably something to do with Japanese occupation in... 15 of them, probably. I could probably make a good list of just ones that had something to do with that time period where that was uh, the the focus of the movie was how the Japanese were dicks to the Koreans. (laughs) Yeah. So you're going to rewatch a bunch of those. Yes. And I'll... I'll, uh, I'll make a a better list of... Because there's also ones that, uh, that if you were going to watch some... But you don't really need to, and others that like you really do need to watch this one, uh, and this one, and this one, that sort of thing. Because a lot of them, when we get into, and we talk about this a lot with ratings, I gave both for that's a good example. Those two movies, the last two that I watched, Barking Dogs and Battleship Island, I gave them both three and a halves. They are not equal movies. Yeah. Um, for it's it's hard to. Especially the last couple of weeks, I watched a lot of movies that were good, but they're not like on any kind of level with, you wouldn't call them like a great movie. It was just yeah. entertaining. It was fun to watch, but mm-hmm. it was not, you wouldn't consider it a great movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can tell when, you can tell a Bong movie when mm-hmm. you're watching it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I liked this year that I kept my new watches up at around 70%. 
I mean, I finished at 69. Yep. Nice. nice. Um, but as I started writing some of my cinematic goals for this year, I realized there's no chance in hell. Yeah, I, me I can too. keep it at 70. Me too. Um, and, and this not, is, the 70 is an arbitrary number that we put on ourselves. Yeah, because the year before that, I was 50-50. I noticed that. I looked at that. Um, I kind of liked that better, especially if it's not rewatching the same shit. Yeah. Um, so right now, I had my goal, my goal for the next year is 60% first watches. It's going to go down, I think. Yeah. Um, just because I know, again, I'm not going to be able to watch a thousand hours of movies this coming year. Right. I just won't, because the, the situations are different. Right. Um... So my goal is 300 movies, because I know I'll beat that. Um, yeah. So that, that one's kind of the gimme goal. Um, one, of my, one of my big goals I can't fucking wait for, because I don't know if you've seen the trailer yet, the astounding amount of talent yeah. or something like that. The yeah, Nick yeah. Cage movie where he's Nick Cage. Yeah. Uh, the month that comes out that out, I'm going to follow my Hanksgiving formula ah. and just do as many Nick Cage films as I can. Um. What will be interesting is seeing how many of the new shitty films like that he's been in that I put on that just because I haven't seen them. Right. Just to give it a try. Um, Are you talking about the wacky recent ones or the like straight to video straight trash to video trash ones? See if I just the Bruce Willis style. Yeah. Because yeah. like um, Snake Eyes too. I'm at, Andrew and I are actually going to be watching it tonight. We're going to be watching Pig. Which that's ending up on a Pig, lot. Of, I guess is really good. It's ending up on a lot of best of year lists. Yes. Um, Prisoners of Ghostland was not as good as I had hoped because it wasn't as insane as I had hoped. I know. Yeah. Weird to say that. Yeah. But from both him and that director, it felt incomplete. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's March that that comes out. I'm gonna because tr- yeah, I watched. In, I noticed in the trailer, he's reenacting scenes from films he's in. Like he's drink- oh yeah yeah he's like drinking in the bottom of a pool which is from oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 I thought we were still talking about pig I was like what no 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 <laughs> that Nick Cage film so I'm I'm gonna try to watch my goal is to watch the best Nick Cage films which will likely mostly being end up being rewatches just right because because you would have seen them yeah um and maybe sprinkling in one or two of the well that looks kind of dumb but I'm gonna watch it anyway. Well, you're um, going to need your copy of Vampire's Kiss back then. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, Christ. You can keep that one, sir. Oh, because guess what showed up at the Dollar Tree this, this past month? A Blu-ray of it? No. Oh, but what? a DVD of it. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dollar Tree has an astounding amount of MGM catalog titles right now. Really? Like three or four Woody Allen films. Fuck that guy. I still picked him up. Just because... Um, but yeah, a lot of MGM catalog titles are at Dollar Tree. And it's just only like, I, I feel like such an asshole when I'm there doing it. Because like they have this like giant display of films and I'm looking for certain crates. Yeah. Because it comes with like a box of like probably 25 films in it. Right. And they're labeled like box A, box B, C. Only certain ones. Like, because some of them have like the exact garbage you would expect to find at yeah. Dollar Tree. But other ones are like MGM catalog titles. So I'm like, those are the ones I'm like searching through. To find those. Um, but yeah, I, I came home one day with like 12 movies from Dollar Tree. <laughs> Fucking break in two, man. 12, uh, <laughs> 12 movies, 12 bucks. Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty good haul. Um, they did not get a lot of Blu-rays like other ones do, though, right now, which is a shame. I'm hoping they're just in the back. But I'm not that guy who's going to ask if they have any in the back. I would. I mean, I wouldn't, but I would <laughs> if I were you. <laughs> um, another thing that I'm going to try to do is... I, I showed you my wheel... On my app yes. that I have um, that just randomizes shit. 
Um, it's ba- yeah, it's basically a randomizer app in Wheel of Fortune style. Right. Um, but I want to do some complete viewings of modern directors. Um, mostly because, like, yesterday I went and saw the new PTA film. Yeah. Uh, very good, very odd. It's, I mean, it's it's very... I don't want to say epic in scope, but it is. But there's no, like, battles. Right. Shit like that. It's just, it's PTA film, so it covers a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, reminded me a lot of Cameron Crowe's Almost Famous. That that's the vibe I got from it. Yeah. It's, I didn't watch it. And but that's I mean, how a lot from, of people describe the movie. Yeah. There's no plot. It's yeah. a vibe. Yeah. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid is awesome. Yeah. It, as is uh, Alana Haim. Yeah. She will get nominated for some. She'll get nominated, I bet, for Best Actress for this because she's fucking really, really good. Has she acted before? No. This was the first time? Yeah, PTA did. just does all the Haim videos. Yeah. He directs oh, I didn't all their, know that. Yeah, he directs all their band videos, so he put her in the movie. Um, but it works. Good discovery, man. Um, it's not one of my favorite of his, but it's very enjoyable. That is, and that's what I have seen from two people, is that uh, it's... It's almost like if it was someone, if it was made by someone else, I would have liked it more. Yeah. But because it's same, it's kind of similar with Barking Dogs. I might have, well, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have watched it if it had been someone yeah. else. I shouldn't say that. That's yeah. not true. Uh, but that, like, and again, this is this is obviously all of this is subjective. But for the the people that I was watching, Dan Merle being one of them, is he loves the other one so much exactly. more. They're so much better. This guy has done fucking Boogie Nights right. and Magnolia and fucking The Master and There Will Be Blood. Right. I mean, and the fact that There Will Be Blood was the fourth one I mentioned. Yeah. You know, for other people, that will be, that's their favorite fucking film of all time. That is, uh, that will segue into, you finish your, yeah. your thought, that will segue into what my rewatch list is. Um, or, but yeah, so I'm going to, and, and another one, because it's like this year, for some reason, there were, like, books released about David Fincher, Paul Thomas Anderson, um, Christopher Nolan, uh, Wes Anderson. All of these guys got books released about, about their career this year. And it's these are people we grew up watching. You know, these right. are guys who, whose first films were, like, right around when we were 20. Right. Um, which, by the way, also mentioned The French Dispatch to you. I texted you. I'm like, it is the most Wes Anderson of fucking Wes Anderson films. It is... It felt like a st- he was filming a stage play at times. <laughs> um, like Max Fisher had been directing some of this. Um, it's very, very good. Um, have you seen Moonrise Kingdom? Still not. Still have not. I um, will. Which is I, would like you, I would like you to hold your... I'm, having not seen this and yeah. you having not seen that, hold your the most Wes Anderson-y oh, okay. movie of all time. Which, again, which kind of led Kingdom. me into this. It's like, I've just... I still haven't seen that in Isle of Dogs. Yeah. And it's like, how have I not... Because this is a guy who, who, he's one of my favorite directors, but yeah. that film just happened to come out at a time when I didn't get a chance to see it. Yeah. Um, and it just got buried, so I didn't get around to seeing it. But yeah, I've seen everything else this fucking guy has done, in some instances, numerous, numerous times. Yeah. So I need I need to finish that. I've still never seen Christopher Nolan's following, his first film. Um, Me neither. I've seen everything PTA. Everything PTA, that's not a problem. But I've only seen like Inherent Vice once. So I'd like to go back and rewatch that. I didn't care for it. I enjoyed it, but it's 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 much like this film. It's yeah. a vibe. It's yeah. not a. I've read the book, which I think helped. Probably because it's a very. I mean, Pynchon novels are very weird anyway, and they don't follow a plot. Well, that's kind of the way I felt going through 
you know, just remembering back to when, because it was two years ago that I would have watched it. Uh, that's kind of the way I felt. Was just like, what are we doing here? Like yeah. what? And you could very well. Get, and I kept looking for something that wasn't there. And you could very well get that vibe yeah. from uh, Licorice Pizza. By the way, no licorice, no pizza anywhere in this fucking. That's movie. good because I hate licorice. It's fucking um, nasty. But it's like someone trying to describe the plot of that film would be like, "Are you talking about the same movie?" Because this kid's an actor in like some sixties like teen dance movies, but oh yeah, but he is also a waterbed salesman and she also works at one point for a city councilman running for mayor. Yeah. But oh, they also um, destroy uh, John Peters' car. Because they sprinkle real shit in there too, like that. Like John Peters, (laughs) um, he's most well known for, from Kevin Smith's stories about the guy who wanted to put a giant mechanical spider. He was a hairdresser who became Barbara Streisand's boyfriend, who became very, very powerful. Oh, very, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. A very, very powerful producer. Bradley Cooper plays him in this movie, and it's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Once again, going to go back to the Dan Merle uh, review of it. Uh, he said it won't happen, uh, but he said I would not be shocked if, if Bradley Cooper gets nominated for something. I think he will, just because he's Bradley Cooper, yeah. and it's a very, very showy yeah, and like, it's like quick, like five minutes. Oh of yeah, he's time. only in the film for like he's in there for two scenes, yeah. both of which are probably less than five minutes. But Jesus, he makes an impact in that movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's great. He's great in it. I because um, I, I the the clip they showed was him and the kid going over how to say Streisand. And it goes on. Sand. It goes on for way too long. It's oh like, yeah. Well, then after that, he goes on like he he'll fucking kill his family. <laughs> uh, you know, after that, like if you ruin my house, I'll fucking kill your family. I will choke out your little brother in front of you. you know? Yeah. But then he's also, but I'm also, you know, I see some of me and you. And you know what my problem is? I love pussy. <laughs> yeah. I just can't get away from it, man. Who's that girl over there? Is she your girlfriend? And it's like Jesus. Man. You can tell he's fucking playing someone who's just coked out yeah. all of the time. Yeah. Uh, great, great scene. He's also really good, though, in Nightmare Alley. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Um, which, also, by the way, great film. Should not have seen it on the day I saw it, because I was stuck in mall traffic for a fucking hour. Yeah. Because I went to the theater, saw Nightmare Alley, and then I went to go turn right out of the mall, because there was no turning left right. at that point, because the, the line was fucking too long, and I don't believe in people enough to let me in. Right. Um, so I turned right, and I circled that mall for a fucking hour. What? Yeah. Just... Because I had to go to the fucking, I had to go to Michael's because I had to buy some fucking frames for some Christmas presents. So from going from the theater to Michael's, it took me an hour. Yeah, it was fucking horrible. Uh, I did manage to listen to an entire episode of Unspooled during that, so that was nice. You know. What did we talk about? uh, They were talking about The Matrix. Hmm. Because I had just seen the new one, which if you haven't seen yet, you should watch. It's very interesting. I did not like it. No? Nope. I can totally see why you didn't, though. I loved it. But I can see why anyone who didn't like it didn't like it. I gave it a three for nostalgia's sake. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt... Should we jump into the Matrix a little sure. bit? Sure. Whoa. Let's, let's do it. Let's dial in. I was going to make the matrix noise, but I can't. No. Um, dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> AOL noises. Uh, I'll, this is what it is. I think the Matrix ended up what I was afraid Spider-Man could be. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, that Spider-Man could have been this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. That's, I feel like that's all the Matrix was. And the thing that made the Matrix great 
one of the, or uh, one of the things that makes the Matrix great, and at the time was all anyone talked about was the fucking bananas uh, and super in depth and tight fight choreography. Yeah, the fight choreography on this one sucks. It has been replaced with force push. Yeah, like anytime he was in any kind of thing, force push. Yeah, and that was it. Well. It's obvious they didn't have a uh, Jung Ping. Or yeah. You could tell that he was yeah. not involved in this yeah. immediately. Um, the cinematography and the fight choreography was nowhere near to the level it could have been. And um, the, the over... the Just because you hang a one million candle power lantern on your uh, thing doesn't make it go away from me. As far as like, you know, Warner Brothers is forcing us into making this sequel and yeah. we're going to, there's this whole meta argument yeah. online too, that it's intentionally bad to fuck with Warner Brothers. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what yeah. that is. Uh, they are trying to be intentionally self-aware yeah. and hoping that I will go along with it. And I was not willing to. I gave it the majority of my points. For making the third one not suck as bad in retrospect. Yeah. Because, again... A movie I'm still not sure I've seen. Well, the whole thing is, like, Trinity dies way too fucking soon in the third one. And then makes... Spoilers! And then, yeah, and then, and then Neo <laughs> dies to uphold the robot truce. And part of me was like, why would the robots truce? Right. They were kicking the shit out of the humans. Right. There was no reason they would need to truce. So I liked the idea it's that like, it's like me and the hornet's nest out back. It's like motherfucker, you're you're going down. Yeah, you can... <laughs> yeah. We're not. Gonna, I'm not going to fight you halfway and then I've... be like, you know what? I like your spunk, kid. Yeah, <laughs> I got this spray. I'm going to hit you with it. Yeah. As soon um, as the sun goes down, you're done. So I like the fact that you no, know, eventually, you know what? The machines decided to fuck with them. Yeah. And I liked the fact that they made because this is what I had always hoped with the first ones that when Neo got into the quote unquote real world and had power in the real world. I was always hoping that that was just another level of the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh... Matrix you, inside you, a Matrix? Yeah, you got booted from this one system, so we're going to land you in the next one. Yeah. You know, that's what we do with the remainders, or whatever the fuck they were saying, you know, during the Colonel Sanders speech. Um, <laughs> um, so I liked the fact that, oh, no, you got kicked out of the Matrix, so now we're just going to put you into another... We're going to let you know you're in the Matrix now, but we're going to call it, you know, it's a, now a video game that you designed. Which I liked that update to it, because that's... That's what that would have been, I think. It was really weird watching that so close to Free Guy. Because Free yeah. Guy is very similar in some yeah. of its thoughts. Um, which I also, I loved Free Guy. Free Guy is very, I, I, I really like that movie. That, that's, that has an odd distinction of, um, it kind of throws my numbers off because it was a first watch and a rewatch in the same year, which doesn't usually happen. Yeah. But anyway, carry on. But, but I like that it had the similar theme. Like, it's characters that are becoming self-aware that what they're in isn't real. Yep. And then trying to make it what they want it to be, regardless of what the programmers want it to be. Right. Um, so, it was, yeah, it was, it, that, that those two films would make an interesting double feature. Free Guy in the Matrix. Uh, <laughs> the first one. It's, it's funny that... Um, that uh, well, between Free Guy and Resurrections, that the silly, the silly one, kind of it has more heart, yeah, and oh. has more. Uh, 
I didn't care about anything that was happening in the Matrix. I didn't care about any of it. It was tough to definitely care about the new characters. Didn't care about them at all. Yeah. Hardly um, cared about Neo. I do like that they gave Trinity more purpose than just being the, oh, the Oracle yes. told me that I would love the one. Yeah. Cool. Great agency she doesn't, you've got She doesn't there. do much more in this no. other than all of a sudden she can fly at the end. Like That just felt like, that felt... And that looked terrible. Oh my god! I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, you can practically see the ropes. <laughs> yes, that looked. It, awful. it didn't look natural. At, it didn't look like someone flying. No. It looked like someone suspended from something. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought that was like patronizing, kind of like, yeah. you guys didn't think she had enough to do in the other ones, or you thought she was just there to be the the pretty face. Well, now she can fly, motherfucker. And that, to me, to me, it just it felt very unearned. The movie, not that she, the movie did not earn that. Yeah. I didn't think. Um, yeah, I definitely want to know what someone who would th- who had never seen the other three would think of this. Oh, I think they'd be completely lost. Yeah, that's another thing. Um, on one hand, that person would be completely lost. On the other hand, the first third of this movie is just rehashing the first one. Yeah, which again, like. Yeah, I definitely had to... Write a movie. I had to Google some terms, too, and they kept, like, saying, oh, this is a whatever that he wrote. And I'm like, I don't even know what... What is that? Is that a a programming term? I don't know. I I didn't... I didn't care enough to look up anything. Yeah. (laughs) Which, again, compared with Free Guy, you got what they were going for with their programming. Yes. It it didn't out-tech me. Even though it was... It's wildly beyond anything I could do. Yeah. But I understood... But it's also... It's meant... I understood. They just like said coding. I understood yeah. it from that. Point, yeah, you know? it, it was dumbed down enough to. Yeah, that I got what was going on. With They're the, studying science. With yeah, with the uh, <laughs> with the what, what Mr. Anderson was doing in in this one with coding the video game. I'm like, I don't get what that he's talking about. He's yeah. creating something that they could jump into or I whatever. Okay. So in other words, I think what we're saying is, if Taika Waititi had been in the Matrix, it would have been a better movie. Always, always put Taika Waititi in things. Um, free Guy, I like Free Guy, and uh, it would have been a just fine movie otherwise, but Taika puts it over the top. Oh, he's so fucking good. And again, maybe five minutes, ten minutes of screen time. And I did, over this past week, manage to get both of the films that he had his first film director's credits there on DVD, uh, Eagle vs. Shark and Hunt for the Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder People, I keep... Putting on a list and have not watched it's it yet. So, you, I've we, watched the trailer about a hundred times. Watch it this month. We, yeah. Then we can talk about it because I want to rewatch it this month okay. too. Because Andrea's never seen it and I saw it years ago. Um, it's fucking phenomenal. Um, but I've never seen Eagle vs. Shark. His first one that he did with Jermaine Clement. Um, so I like water. We went to went to Waterville to go to the movies yesterday and the Waterville Boom Moose had like the one used copy of that in the area. Really? Yeah. Um, so yeah, watching more directors is watching complete direct and Taika's on that list of directors. His is luckily very small. But yeah. I want to see you know, I want to watch all of his films that he's directed because I've enjoyed every single one of them that I've seen. Um I'm just getting to his and, and one of the other things that I put on my list of things that were gonna kill my my first watch numbers is I wanna rewatch a bunch of 80s films that I haven't seen in forever. Shit that like I watched a million like like, one of the ones I just, I recently got a copy of. I got a copy of Silver Babies. Like, and what I want to do, babies. 
I want to because I want to do columns for this on the website because I've ignored the website pretty much for the past two months. And I need to How get could back you? On that. Um, I want <laughs> what I want to do is I kind of want to do the thing where like I write what I think the film is about before uh, yes. rewatching it and then review it after watching it and being like, "What the fuck is up be, with my memory?" That would be interesting to, to, especially things that you think you know cold. That would be interesting. Because, like, I, I thought I knew Beastmaster Cold. That's what kind of gave me this idea when the Beastmaster, like, deluxe yeah. Blu-ray came out. I'm like, I've, I've seen that film so many fucking times. And I'm like, I wholly forgot about those fucking witches. Oh, I will never, ever in my life forget about Which those witches. Which is why I couldn't believe I forgot about the witches. Because, <laughs> like, I remember the, the fucking burrito wrap dudes. Oh, the burrito wrap dudes are seared into my memory. Yeah, so there were, <laughs> so it's like, how did I fucking forget about the witches? <laughs> how uh, did I forget about that? So that's what made me do want to do like okay I'm gonna rewatch all these HBO films because it, it still fits with the theme of the blog yeah um, yeah all of those films that I watched when I, in the 80s when I was like nine ten eight nine through eleven yeah and uh, just now I'm like nope because all I remember from fucking Solar Babies is fucking Lucas Haas Jamie Gertz a fucking glowing ball and they all roller skated across the fucking desert wasteland. That's all I remember about that. I don't even... I, and I think I water played an important anything. part because everything in the 80s, water was important. Um, the, the the Taika movie with the with the Deadpool kid, is it, it must be the trailer that does the birthday song, the Ricky think, Baker. Yeah. It's fucking... I, I sing it in my head. I've never even seen this movie, Dan. <laughs> and I, I that song is in my head a lot. That's how many times I've seen that trailer. Yeah. Uh, it's hilarious, and just and Sam Neil just sitting there wishing he could be anywhere else <laughs> is the best thing in the world. Sam Neil was so good uh, in that film. Um, yeah, so I, I is that available somewhere? I don't know. I if think not, that, I, think I will let you borrow the DVD now that. Oh, I you have it. it. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I, I bought the DVD for that as well. Because I think that's why it's never it's never made it to a full viewing is that it's not available. Oh shit, it's available all over the place. It's on Netflix, <laughs> but it's not always. That's the thing. It's on Netflix up, and Tubi. That's why I ended up buying it. Was for the longest time I wanted to rewatch it, and it was fucking. Right now is a good time to check your watch list because a lot of a lot of a lot of the month to month a lot of things change, uh, but it's a big new change year. new year because a lot of licenses Contracts. run out uh, and then a lot of licenses start. I have been one of the classics that I cannot believe that I have not seen that I've been dying to see that I've been very patient waiting for it to hit streaming, but it never does because it also never goes on sale. Is the original Twelve Angry Men? Mm-hmm. Um, Hit Amazon Prime January first. Nice. So I was I was honestly, if I had woken up a little bit earlier today, I was going to watch it this morning. Um, it's been it's been on my list since I started Letterboxd. Yeah. That's I don't think that's on the list, but that's one of my other goals is the um, the AFI Top One Hundred. Yeah, I want to complete that list. Yeah, it's 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 changed since when I first started it because I I first started doing that when they announced it for the first time in like two thousand. Yeah. So. Other and the unspooled thing is because that's what they've been going right. doing is going through the AFI and deciding which ones they should take off, which I so agree with so many of their choices. Oh, that's what they're that that's what the podcast is doing now is yeah. taking taking stuff off of it. Yeah, what ones they don't think should be on there anymore, and then deciding like, okay, here's five films to replace that one film. What one should we put on? The best thing about unspooled is how much shit it gets. On the other podcast from Jason and June. <laughs> oh yeah, whenever Paul mentions it. Jason oh just Jesus like... Christ! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know they need to come back. They've been doing nothing but repeats for like a for month, quite a while. Yeah, at least. So it's um, like, come on, guys, come what back. What did I just see June in? 
Uh, 8-Bit Christmas. Yeah, so I did. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Which was funny, because Andrea had no idea who she was, other than the podcast. Oh, really? So she's like, that's her? Yeah. And then she's like, she's with Paul? Yeah. I'm like... Some, uh, something, some something. women like funny guys. Yeah. Because <laughs> she is way out of his league. Oh, yeah. You are right. Yeah. Anyway, he knows that. Yeah. Um, There's a reason they got kids. <laughs> he locked that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get pregnant immediately. Yeah. Um, oh, so actually, while I'm sitting right here thinking of it, I'm going to make sure that gets on to watch this. Because Robin will want to watch that, too. The Taika one. Oh, it's also only 100 minutes. Yes. <laughs> After a year of uh, seeing 135 and 143 and <laughs> stuff like that for every fucking Korean movie in existence. Uh, however, Bong is not that way. Bong is usually a tight two hours. Yeah. Uh, but man, everyone else is about 20 minutes too long. Um, except for, uh, the, I mean, in certain ones, it's, it's, it's worth it. Um, my thing was, this is kind of leading into what you, uh, piggybacking off what you said. I recently went in um, and deleted everything off of my letterbox that was just a watch mm. um, and not a diary entry. Yeah. So, like, all the ones, oh, yeah, I've seen every Star Wars movie. Not anymore, I haven't. Yeah. I, I haven't watched them since I started doing the diary. That's a good idea. I've been meaning to do, I should do something like that. Because it really, I don't like, it didn't feel right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've seen that movie, but it was 20 years ago, even if it was five years ago. Yeah. So what I have done, I went through, so far I've only gone through yeah, movies. So if, I, if I delete like my 2013 entries, I think that would take care of that. Yeah. Because that's all I did was I just logged on, joined. And well, then... your difference wasn't, your difference wasn't as big as, uh, as I thought it might be. Shit. Let me get to yours. Uh. You've got about 500 that are not diary entries. You've got a total of 1,686 films mm. on your letterbox. Your diary, you've got 1,133 diary entries. Yeah, which, so this was the first, like last year I didn't diary everything or review yeah. everything. This year I did. I was 100%. So I, I checked off that box for me, myself this year. Oh, every the review film, thing? Every film I watched, I made like at least a one sentence review of. Yeah. I would like to do that. Again, I would rather just have a, be able to put a note. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I mean, it doesn't matter. I guess at the end of the day, but it just looked weird if somebody's scrolling through things and it has my fucking notes from this movie, <laughs> um, which is frankly what a lot of people do anyway. Yeah. Not that they are ever going to get to, but some of mine you would get to it if you, there's only fucking two thousand people that have seen it. Oh yeah, um, I've got I've got a review of one film that was like only reviewed by like forty people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, usually uh, it's <laughs> like the, um, you know the. Festival shit. Oh, yeah, sure. Like that one that Which, you... by the way, I got two DVDs in the mail this week from the Hellbender people of their older films. Oh, really? I was like, yes. Uh, and she gave us links for the other ones that she... That they no longer had physical copies of. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, kind of piggybacking off what you're, you are wanting to do with your some of your rewatches and stuff, I went through all of the movies that I own that I... I mean, there's a ton of... There's like 400 movies on my Vudu. Um... If it's the sort of thing, especially things, if I haven't watched it since Letterboxd, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it this year to put it on record. Like, and this is shit that I've seen. Like, I, for some reason, I have not watched Mission Impossible Fallout in the last two years. Oh. So, that's a, the, but I had watched every other Mission Impossible in the last two years. I must have just watched it at the end of a year, because yeah. of the year that it came out, and then I just haven't watched yeah, it that, since. That, that feels like it was always like a November release, like yeah. October, November release. 
so uh, that's on there. The the whole Born series, the whole Planet of the Apes series, uh, all three extended Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I love that the, the series because I'm like, I watched all those. Yeah, because <laughs> sometimes they're really weird. Oh yeah, like, like I wouldn't have even considered that to be like a, a on collection your, on your collections list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both Godfathers I have not watched in the last two years. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, Last of the Mohicans. LA Confidential. Robin has never seen Fargo, so I put that on there. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, and that's, then, one I, that's one I haven't rewatched. And then there's. I haven't either. Uh, well, obviously, that's why it's on my list. Um, no Country. And then there's a nice little uh, row of sort of uh, western y type things. Uh, so going from Fargo to No Country to True Grit to There Will Be Blood, Unforgiven, Django, Hell or High Water, Sicario. Um, That'll be a real. That'll be just a delightful trip through uh, some real upbeat. Um, yeah, like I definitely want to take like some some of these, like the uh, Letterbox Top Two Hundred and Fifty. Yes. Um, Oscar Best Picture winners. Yes. That I should be able to. A lot of them I don't like. I don't give a fuck to ever see how green was my valley. That I is, don't care. I was gonna have this conversation with you. That that's that is how I feel. I because uh, I too was looking at the IMDb Top Two Hundred and Fifty and the and the Oscar one. And I just went through the Oscar one and picked out all the ones that I want yeah. to see. Yeah, honestly, um, until you get to, like, the 60s, I really don't give a fuck no, about any of these. No, I will, I have not seen Casablanca. It's on my list. It's on HBO right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll rewatch Chinatown. Um, yeah, I think, honestly, I would start with Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. And then just go from there, because I don't need to see A Man for All Seasons. Or I'm... I'm not super interested in covering every single one. I just want to watch as many of them that I feel like I'll be interested in as possible. Yeah. But I would like uh, to get that list closer to like 70%. Yeah. Than 31%, which, I'm, which is funny because I've seen 64% of the all-time top 100. Mine is not near that. But, well, it's, but it's like, I know I've seen these, but I, yeah. I haven't watched Avatar since I started doing this. I'm not going to watch Avatar again. I will just because the new ones come out this year. The new one comes out this year, so I'll re-watch it. Did City of God win an Oscar? Did that win Best Picture? Uh, no, it did not. It's on my list. But it's uh, a great fucking movie. Have you seen Stalker? No, but I own it. You do? I do. Well, it's Because on, it's, it's, on, uh, it's a Tartofsky film, and I yeah. want, he's one of the ones I want to watch all of his films of, because he only directed like six. Yeah. But it's like, the he's like the John Cavazio, or not Cavazio. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Who's like, every film he made was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the, the the other one that I, the other good list is the top two hundred and fifty narrative, which is someone went in, thank goodness, took out all of the. That's another thing they need to do is get an easy way to separate separate out TV on here. I feel like they've put yeah. too much TV on the letterbox. What's funny is I've only seen thirty percent of the letterbox two fifty, but the IMDb top two fifty, I've seen fifty percent of. Hmm. It's crazy that they're that different, but only sixteen percent of the sight and sound top two fifty. Uh, wow, 39% of the AFI 100 Years 100 movies. 25% of Edgar Wright's favorites. Isn't that like a thousand on that list? Oh, yeah. yeah. Guillermo del Toro's film recommendations, he gave 424 of those. But I've seen 25% of his. The um, the Gareth Evans pre-raid movie is five bucks on, on Voodoo right now if you want to buy it. Oh, I did buy that. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I did buy it. Um... Part of your, um, uh, like, to your point about the the directors and stuff, I'm filling in my 
uh, Denny Villeneuve. Because oh. uh, yeah. I haven't seen Enemy yet. I bought it a while ago. I haven't seen it. His earlier Obviously, ones are hard to find, though, sometimes. Yeah, and that's fine. I, I Again, I'm not, I'm not super worried about getting to 100%, but... Uh, Having watched Prisoners this year, and then, of course, Sicario. Uh, Polytechnique is finally back on streaming. Oh, you need to watch that. And that's only like an hour and ten minutes. I it's really, almost a cheat. I really like that film. Um, so I'll watch... So, like, this year, I'm going to rewatch Arrival. I'll watch Polytechnique. I'll watch Enemy. Um, and then, uh, when as soon as Dune is back, I'll watch oh, Dune. Dune is so fucking good. I'm so I should have just watched it, because I'm not going to fucking read that book. Dan, I'm not. You and I both know I'm not going to read that book. <laughs> you might though, because it's one of those that's like once you really get into it, it starts flying through. I'm like 150 pages it's into it. It's tough to but... get into it though. Yeah, um, yeah, because for uh, Villeneuve, I need like Cosmos is not easy to find. August 32nd on Earth is not easy to find. See, I'm Maelstrom not even going to even gonna bother find. with those. I'm gonna, I'm worried about those top eight. Yeah, start with like because yeah, start with like Polytechnique. Incendies is easier to find now than it used to be. But... Is that any good? I uh, I haven't seen it, but it's supposedly very fucking good. It is number ninety eight on the uh, top one hundred narrative. The one that is like fascinating me lately, and it's mostly the cover art because it's like kind of terrifying. Is Come and See? Have you seen Come and See? Oh, this the war film. right here. Uh no, but I own it. You do. <laughs> Because it's a Criterion film, and yes. it was on sale for like 20 bucks, so I bought it. Because again, people, it's one of those that are like, it's the most disturbing war film ever. Exactly. You need to watch it. Yes. So I bought it, and then I'm like, I'll eventually, but uh, I feel like it's one of those I have to be in the in a mood for. Yeah. Because from what they say, it's so fucking depressing. It yeah. It just fucking destroys you as yeah. a human. Can't wait. Yeah, and I'm like, can't I can't wait. watch that at 9 o'clock at night. You know? After, you're going to have to watch that, and then follow it up with There Will Be Blood, so that you'll feel good about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> You need to really clean yourself, because uh, that is number two. Uh, and then, by the way, just for context, um, the uh, the Letterboxd official top 50 narrative feature list is not a, I mean, again, everything is subjective, but it, it is an objectively made list in that they just, the person that made this list separated out anything that was not, it separated out documentaries, concert films, uh, any series, stuff like that, and just left it to movies that were narrative driven. Um, and then it was just, and then it's just by Letterboxd uh, rating. Uh, Say, I don't think I don't know if that shows up. That list shows up on mine. It should. Uh, if you just go to Parasite, the little crown will be there because it'll it crowns the the ones that are on that list. Um, Parasite is number one, and then Come and See is number two. Uh, Parasite is also, I think, the most logged movie on mm. Letterboxd, which is pretty interesting to me. There's 1.43 million Parasite loggings. Um, Parasite's one, Come and See is two. Uh, right, go to Parasite. Harakiri is three. Familiar with that one? No. There are... Th- Four Kobayashi films in the top. All right, so like I'm 15. on Terrasite. Where do I look? What do I look for? What is it? Oh, uh, see your little, oh, fuck. I just messed you up. But no, yeah, I didn't. see your little crown there. That should take you roughly to the. Uh, you know, I've, I've never noticed that crown. Really? On anything. Um, so, yeah, that has Parasite, Come and See, Harakiri, and then. I love that Godfather 1 and 2 are back to back. Both Godfathers. And then uh, Human Condition Part 1, 2, and 3 are sprinkled throughout the top 20 or so. 
Uh, Seven Samurai, Twelve Angry Men. Um, oh, Spirited Away is number ten. Is number ten. Wow, which I think is a little into high. the Spider Verse is on this. That's exciting. Dark Knight's on here. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Nice. So anyway, that's where that is where my editions of uh, City of God and Stalker and Central Station uh, stuff really? like that. What is Central Station? City of God, Empire Strikes Back, Early Blood, Persona, Ran, Shang Chi's Father, Criterion, and Akira Kurosawa kind of pissed me off because so many of his films are available on Criterion right now, mm -hmm. but I don't want to buy them because I feel like because they're now putting out like. Like, I've got a Bergman box set. I've got a fucking, um, Christ, Fellini box set. Mm -hmm. I know the second I buy any of his films on Criterion, they're going to put out a giant box set. Probably. But they haven't yet in the year that I've been saying that. So, but so much of his stuff is available on Criterion. Handmaid's on there. Nice. Oh, yeah. Apocalypse Now. It's a good list. Yeah. It's I mean, top, it's the, duh. <laughs> it's the top 250 narrative films uh, of all people's ratings on Letterboxd. Yeah, so I'm 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 picking out stuff in here that I have not... That's This is actually the list that I started with. Um, and I'm picking out all of the Does things... Does that mean I haven't watched Parasite since I started doing this? That probably. Right. Well, if you didn't log... If you watched it in early 2019, you probably didn't Be log it. Because it does the thing... When you do your stats. Oh, it might have just been the year that it came out. That's what I was thinking. Maybe thinking. The year I watched it. Yeah, if you watched it early 2019, you... Oh, no, you logged it. You logged it on okay. November 13th, 2019. Okay, so... Because every year it does the, you know, your highest average. Oh, yeah. Because my highest average for this year just recently got replaced. Really? Al almost all year long... It was Portrait of a Young Lady on Fire. Mm -hmm. And it just, like the other day, got replaced by Spider-Man. So Spider, so people were re-watching Spider-Man this, this or watching it. Did you notice? Because the they're both rated 4.4. Yeah. But I mean, literally, Des all year long, it's been, it's been Portrait of a uh, Lady on Fire until about a month ago. And I'm like, holy shit. Did you notice uh, it's still sort of that way? The week after No Way Home came out, I think six of the top seven popular this week's were Spider-Man movies. And it was every Spider-Man movie. This is what you Like, this film, Who's With Me? I'm one of 14 reviews for this film. Nice. <laughs> so, surprisingly, that's my most obscure. Um, like, it doesn't even have a star rating. It's so <laughs> obscure. Like, it, it hasn't... It hasn't got, even been rated enough. It hasn't been rated enough to even warrant being on their list yet. Um, mine, if I rewatch the, well, the, the, the funny thing is if I, if I rewatch, uh, Parasite every year, it's always going to be my highest rated as long as it's number one on that list. Right. One would think so. Yeah. Parasite's on my number one. Oh, my, my most obscure that year was the power of glove about the, the documentary about the Nintendo power glove. And my lowest was cell <laughs> the John uh -oh. Cusack. Yeah. Uh, that would have been a Jackson. September, uh, King watch. Yeah. But yeah, both my highest average and most popular from that year were what was Parasite. Where the fuck? Oh, there it is. Okay. My lowest this year was Your Highness at a 2.1. Mine was Mortal Kombat Annihilation 
at 1.5. <laughs> I did... Um, that was another another thing that I... Uh, and I kind of did it on both ends. One of the reasons I waited to watch Barking Dogs last is that every time I look back at 21, that's what it's going to end with. Mm-hmm. And... I <laughs> it's, had, why, it's why I wanted to go see... Uh, Licorice Pizza. So that would always be so your, the be last my, one. So, uh, oh, no, so it would be my first movie of the year. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe it was last year, maybe it was 2020. So 2020, um, the first movie that I watched was Winter Soldier. So I was really close. I'm still kind of going through a, a, a my the current Marvel rewatch that I'm going through is chronological. Uh, just because I happened to watch Captain America first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Captain America one day and said, fuck it, I'll just start from here and go that way. Um, I was getting close to it near the end of the year, and that's why I kind of hustled in, um, or I watched Iron Man 3 and then waited uh, so that Winter Soldier could be the first one that I watched again this year. Um, so that's still... So now that, that'll... I'll try to... Maybe I'll, that'll be my uh, January 1st movie every year I'll watch Winter Soldier on so it'll always be there. That'd be neat. <laughs> uh, I watched Bridge of Spies last night. Perfectly fine film. I really like that. I I am a well, you know, I'm a sucker for movies like that. Spielberg is just really good at making things enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it's a long-winded way to say it's very nothing. hard. It's very hard to think of him making a bad movie ever again. Yeah, like. So I, I still haven't seen West Side Story. I know it comes out. I won't. I'm it comes out. In, it comes out in the Dover Theater next week. Yep. So I'll probably see it because they've actually improved the sound quality in the big theater now. Oh, good. Because I was disappointed because Spider Man was in the smaller theater the day before, but then they played it in the big theater the day I was there. Oh, good. So I was like, Ugh. but it sounded much much better than like when I saw Fast Nine. Yeah. Because Fast Nine sounded and looked awful on that theater. But Spider-Man, they did a good job with it, so I think they might have improved some things. Good. Yeah. Good on them. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll go see West Side Story there. I hear it is the definitive way to see that show. Um, like, as far as better than the original movie and... Oh, I, and I did just rewatch the original, like, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, again, I'd never seen it before. It's fine. I get I why I get why people enjoyed it at the time. Yeah, it's just musicals have evolved so much since then. Yeah, that it's yeah yeah. I just don't care. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that gets tough when it comes to. I mean, we talked about it earlier with these older films. Yeah, they were mind blowing at the time. Yeah, not like Citizen Kane. I know it's always like, oh, it's the best movie ever made. Doesn't it also have like the biggest plot hole? In, it's fucking boring in, to me. In it history, really, it's a it's a fine film with some great stuff in it, but for me now, it's dull because everything that he pioneered has been done a million times yeah. since then. Yeah. So that didn't Again, stop me from buying it on Criterion. Probably. I have not seen it, but doesn't the whole movie hinge around trying to figure out what his last words mean? But no one else was even in the room when he died. Yeah. Doesn't that kind of that that is the scene in in the every once in a while when they do a pitch meeting and they're like oh oh shit yeah like the have fucking, you seen the Spider Man pitch meeting for the, the yeah yes I love that it's like oh yeah no he's a really good actor but 
I'm not getting the response I hoped I got from you. Oh, I didn't see those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he has you have to pause and go back and watch. Which is six funny because that's what Andrea felt like watching it. Yeah. Because she, I, we didn't know, um, hadn't seen. She'd only seen like Spider-Man one and two. Yeah. Didn't see any of the Andrew Garfield ones. Yeah. Didn't see because we watched Venom versus Carnage, and she's like, "Who's fucking Venom again? Yeah. How's he tied to any of the Spider-Man universe? Yeah. So. <laughs> And I was wondering how they were going to do that in Spider-Verse, because the end of Venom versus Carnage, he gets zapped into that world. Oh, yeah. And then in the post-credit scene, he's zapped out of it. And I'm right. like, so how does Venom get in it? Oh, a little drop of A little drop of goo. Was left in the Caribbean uh, with the dude with fucking Danny Rojas. <laughs> which I'm like, oh, God, please make Danny Rojas the villain. <laughs> I, or, or at least uh, he has to, like... I don't know, he has to, it, it can't just be that. Yeah, why else would you use Danny Rojas in that scene? If for no other reason than, like, this guy was great in this, let's make him in this, let's put him in this movie. Yeah. I, I don't know, maybe that's what it was, but yeah, I'm like, if I there's so. a, If there's a Venom MCU movie. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, because it's like, okay, well now you're not going to, you, basically you've decided you're not going to put Tom Hardy in the MCU now. Unless. I get, yeah, I, mean, I guess. you still could, because it's still another multiverse. I guess, yeah. Uh. I, I'm very curious to see how they handle their verses. Yeah, but I did love it from here on out. Party trying to understand, like what what's yeah. happened. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we were supposed to watch that over vacation. We still didn't. The Carnage. It's one. fine. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I don't really care. <laughs> I'll, we'll watch it at some yeah, point. Yeah, because like some people are like super fucking hating on it, and I'm just yeah. like, what did you expect? Yeah, they exactly. set the tone with the first one. Right. You were not going to get a different movie. Like, right. I mean, like there are definitely mistakes in this. Like, there is no reason, like that Shriek character. Yeah. There is no reason for her to be in that film at all. None. Other than you wanted to include another character. Right. But. Right. Yeah, I well, yeah, that that it's a great way to go into a movie, kind of that. I just don't care your shit what yeah. happens, really. It's, you you, I, I enjoy gonna it watch goo slam in, into each other for two I went hours, in knowing it was going to be stupid. It's going to be a whole lot of scenes of Tom Hardy talking to himself. Yeah, um, which I'm okay with. And then just watch smash, uh, red goo smash into black goo, and yep. see who comes out on top. Yeah. of the goo fest. Yeah, I still. The biggest mistake that they made with those movies is trying to make them PG-13. Yeah. I can't believe that any studio watched the two Deadpool movies pull in $2 billion and then decide, oh, we can't let, we can't show any blood or show Venom biting anyone's head off because we need to keep that PG-13 rating for, so that we get more butts in the seats. Like... That has just been proved to not be the way it works. Yeah, just make a good movie. Like, make the movie the way it's supposed to be. That's what feels, uh, frankly, out of all of the weird shit from the first Venom, that's what feels the most out of place, is that, like... Yeah, it's bloodless. It's this weird, sanitized... Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not a person that is out for... Yeah, I, I, I see... don't need to be Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, but, like, it doesn't make any sense. The characters openly talk about how he needs to eat heads. Bite, he needs to bite the heads off of people. And you never fucking show it. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's weird. Yeah. It, it just, it, I mean, if, if Deadpool is the, if you were to pick two characters uh, that need to be rated R, Deadpool is number one, and then uh, somewhere on that list very shortly thereafter would be Venom. Mm-hmm. 
that you would want, yeah, that person needs a rated R. And I think the same thing's going to happen with Morbius. Oh, most likely. Um, when that eventually comes out. It's at a point now where I just, I don't fucking care. No, I don't so either. I really, I, I, Jared Leto's never been a top draw for me to begin with. No, he always looks like he needs to take a shower. Yeah. Or that he should. Speaking of Jared Leto, uh, and, and movies that I have just no interest in seeing, um, the, the scenes that I have seen from House of Gucci are hilarious. I want to see it just because it looks so bad it's good. And again, hilarious. I don't think I don't I don't think Ridley Scott was in on that. I don't think he he realized he'd be making like a campy film. And I don't think anyone else involved thinks that. <laughs> yeah. But it it looks like a and that's what most reviews are. It's like it's a complete fucking trash fire of a film, but it's yeah. such such a trash fire, it's hilarious. But I think everyone involved thought they were oh, every, guys we're yeah. all getting nominated. Oh yeah. And I there's still talk Jared, Jared Leto might. Oh god, I hope not. We don't need to ever give him fucking recognition ever again. The prosthetics alone are ridiculous. He looks like, he looks, okay, what what Jared Leto looks like in House of Gucci is what you would expect to see from like an early 2000s goofball comedy where like it's, If Eddie if Murphy was dressing up as a white guy. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is what it, it looks yeah, like. It's coming to America barbershop level. Norbit yeah. slash that's what it looks like to me. It's like, oh my god, and the the it's the voice and the 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 accent are borderline offensive. Yeah, I mean, it's Mario level. <laughs> yep, it's a me, the Giuseppe. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? And and there's Lady Gaga just straight faced, like, yeah, this is. We're doing this. Yep. We're doing this fucking movie. And Adam, you and I are in this and, scene. And Adam Driver just being as intense as he always is. <laughs> it's just, yeah. The 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 the. the it, if you have not seen any any of uh, any clips of, yeah, I can't wait to see that movie for that oh, very reason. I will that it looks not like a trash fire. Ever watch it? Oh, I will. <laughs> I will watch this I, shit. Up. It will never be worth it to me to watch that movie. Uh, <clears throat> but I hope you enjoy it. Oh, I'm sure I will. I'm sure you And I'm sure I'll have things to say. Yes, and I can't, I actually can't wait to hear it. Uh, <laughs> but I am not watching that movie. There's just no fucking way. Uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, oh, I should just mention Bridge of Spies. Um, again, it, it is very much, because of course it's loaded with super talented people. Um, it's, there is not a second wasted. That's another thing. He's just, he just doesn't waste any time. There's yeah. no, everything has, there's a reason for everything. Every, even the fun little opening anecdote to that, uh, to establish that Tom Hanks, you're do, you're so much. There's so much in this, just like one little opening scene that establishes that Tom Hanks is not a government person. He is a he's an insurance lawyer, and he's talking about insurance, and he's there haggling it out with another insurance lawyer over a fucking car accident. Mm -hmm. And it's not just an establishing thing; it comes back later. He does the same kind of trading tactic with spies at the end that he does with the the car accidents at the beginning. Um, Mark Rylance won an Oscar yep. uh, for this movie. 
and I know it was a supporting Oscar, but I was expecting more screen time. He is fantastic. He's just great to watch anyway. He's also really great in Don't Look Up. Oh, he's uh, so great in Don't Look Up. <laughs> that's what that's what led me to Bridge of Spies, yeah. uh, was that I still, I was like, man, I still haven't seen Bridge of Spies, so I need to go find that, seek that out. Um, yeah, he's really not in it very much. No. Um, for the movie being about him, for the most part, but just the... Uh, well, he is one of the titular spies. Yes, uh, in in the bridge, he is on the bridge. Yep. Um, and I, I I honestly believe that he won the Oscar on the delivery alone of him saying, "Would it help?" Like three different times. Yeah. I think that's. <laughs> it's well, thing, like he his role isn't showy. No. At all. And the whole point of it is like he's almost the perfect spy. They're like, my God, you've been captured by the U.S. government. They're talking about putting you to death. Why are you not freaking out? And he's like, would it help? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, I guess it wouldn't. Well, then fuck it then. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> he never is like, I didn't do it. It's not me. Yeah. He just like is, ah, okay, well. Yeah. Even when we'll they like, this plays out. Even when they bust in on him and they're like going through his, I guess his hotel room, uh, even the agents are like, he didn't try to run or anything. He's like, "Hey, would you grab my thing? Can you pass me that? I, you know, I want to make sure I have that with me when I go to fucking prison for the rest of my life." You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just so it's so odd the way he oh, plays yeah. it. Uh, uh, I did really enjoy. It. I, I, so to your point of the the directors uh, and meshing with my, I need to fill in some gaps along with rewatching some old stuff. Uh, Bridge of Spies. I also bought Munich. I've never seen Munich. Oh, Munich is so good. I need to rewatch. It's so- so good, so, so fucking good. Uh, but I, I did buy it. It was, I, it was a Spielberg. Just I should do a complete rewatch of yeah. just because so, uh, so much of his stuff I haven't seen in so long. Guys made a lot of movies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's I've heard he's pretty good. It's, it's actually, it's pretty impressive how many. He, he pretty much pumps one out a year almost, which is pretty impressive considering, considering the scope. Spielberg, considering yeah. the scope of what he's doing, um, it's, it's really something that to put out the number that he does. Um, I, I have, I don't know if I'll do it, but Schindler is on my, cause it's a, it's an Oscar rewatch. Plus it's a Spielberg. So I kind of have to not looking forward to it again. Maybe I'll watch that uh, and then come and see, and then there will be blood and just, yeah. just make it a trash day. Um, just ruin your just world. filled with self-loathing and uh, hate for my fellow man. Uh, yeah, Raiders is... I haven't watched Raiders since then. I did... Uh, I yeah, watched. I haven't watched any of the Raiders films since Letterboxd. Damn. Lincoln. Yeah, because one of those things, if I looked up the Spielberg percentage, I bet it's probably like 15%. Mine is at 10 out of 48, and I've seen... And it's only yeah, that high because I watched a, bun- a bunch of his films from the 90s and a couple during my Hanks giving. Yeah. Well, it's hard to avoid it if you're doing uh, any, any sort of Hanksing. Uh, it's tough to avoid... Any Spielberg. Oop, not the director Spielberg. Not the, oh, there's a documentary, too, about him, so probably add that to it. <laughs> Tag that on there. Oh, no, that's producer. Mm. Director of 48 films. Oh, wow, I've actually listed 43%. That's much higher than I expected. Pretty good. Yeah. And some of these are... But again, yeah, a lot of them I've watched recently, too, so... Yeah. Mm. Uh, anything else? No, not at all. Okay. Next next week will come at us with the our best of some best of. Um, yeah, 
That's what we'll do. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try to do this immediately so that it does not get <laughs> lost. Don't I don't have to do any post-production, so I think I'm just going to export this. All right. As soon as we're Hopefully All right. see you on episode 301, That's if not right. episode 300 again. That's right. Uh, and then this will just go into the ether with the rest of them. Bye.